0: Good. Yep. All right. What's up, Jerry Moyers? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. I'm Brooke. And this is part four of our Scream in September. We are fucking flying through September. Yeah. Um, this was a big venture for us at the beginning. We were not nervous about it, but anxious for it because this is this is a big undertaking. We're, we're doing five episodes uh, based fully on the Scream franchise Um, we've had some guests on and again we are joined by our good friend Jeffrey Chuck Norris from Chuck and Ruff go to the movies uh, to talk about Scream 4 from 2011. So Chuck welcome back to the show you are no stranger but always a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you my friends I'm happy to be here and I'm just I'm excited to talk about this movie. Hell, I'm, a t- I'm excited to talk movies, period, but I'm excited to talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah, you gave me a little bit of
0: insight into uh, your rankings of the movies whenever we asked you to come on for Scream 3 and Scream 4. I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, I, yeah, I can understand where you were coming from with what you said. I'll bring it up later on once we finish this episode. But
1: it's funny that you actually bring that up. I was just in a debate with my uh, best friend, Justin. Uh, on snapchat not a debate really like we were just talking about our power rankings on this franchise mm-hmm. and i was honestly surprised that his matched mine because oh, yeah. he talks he talks pretty decently about scream 3 so hmm. i was a little shocked
0: hmm. very nice without getting too far ahead like it's scream 3 is my least favorite in the franchise i mentioned it last episode does that well brooke you have a bit of a different thought on it don't you you said scream 2 and scream 3 kind of switch places yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay so it's a little higher up on your uh, i guess rankings yeah Yeah. it's hard to rank scream movies like they could realistically be like 1a through e at this point yeah depending on how you look at it yeah like my
2: rankings changed uh after this watch of scream 4
1: yeah Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, you know, and even even the lowest-ranked Scream movie is still not a bad movie at no, all, no, you know. Like yeah, no. Scream 3 is at the bottom of my list. I'm not saying it's a horrible movie. I'm just it's probably the weakest in the franchise in my opinion. But mm-hmm. still a lot of fun to watch and obviously a lot of fun to talk about. We had a great conversation on it.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Speaking on that, Josh is coming back for our Scream 5 episode, um, and he had some choice words for us in regards to us making fun of his, his uh, <laughs> rating of Scream 3. Oh,
1: Joshie poo Don't so be mad. He's going to be
0: putting us on blast next week on our Scream 5 episode.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. know it's going to be fun.
0: But uh, yeah, before we start talking about this movie, what have you guys been watching this past week since we last spoke?
2: Rick,
3: um, you want
0: to go ahead?
2: Sure. Um, so for me, I knocked out a bunch of 2022 movies. Nice. Um, well, actually, the first one I watched was Casablanca. That's, that's not from
0: f- 2022. No. <laughs> but, uh,
2: that's the first <laughs> one on my list. <laughs> uh, that was the first watch for me, and as you can see, I did not enjoy it that much.
0: What? Damn, dude! Yeah. I thought I didn't enjoy it that much. What? I,
2: I don't know. Like, I are we I guess, watching the same Casablanca? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said in my review, like I just thought it was really boring, um, and like I'm not a hater of black and white movies. I like black and white movies, but I don't know. It just didn't grab me. I didn't understand uh, the whole hype for it, but yeah.
0: it was a slow movie. Yeah, and it's very long too. I'm sad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Chuck. <okay>. Uh, watch <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Uh, oh,
2: great! Awesome. Film. Uh, I went to watch Barbarian in theaters and nice. fucking loved it. It's it's so good. I think it's my highest rated horror. Um, of 2022. Um, it just inched out black phone wow. So I had a great time. I highly recommend watching this movie without kind of knowing too much about it. Mm. Um, yeah, enjoyed it. Uh old school. I mean, not much to say about that. <laughs> You're Leon my boy the, Blue. <laughs> Leon the professional, watch that. Um choose or die. Uh that's another 2022 movie. And uh my rating is way. Lower than what mark (laughs) rated it,
0: what I get like a two and a half or a three or something. You have a
1: three, yeah. So, what's the plot of that movie? Choosing or Dying. It sounds very much like another (laughs) movie that I, oh, would you rather?
2: Uh,
0: kind
1: of. of. This
2: one is more like these kids find a video game and there's a prize, and then like the video game like knows exactly what's happening in their situation, they like have to choose
1: stuff yeah you've you've already lost me yeah as soon as you said video game like oh man this sounds horrible yeah
2: um I watched crimes of the future and I really liked it um I think people hated on it a little bit but I enjoyed it I thought uh Cronenberg really made you feel like the body horror was the like the art and that's what this movie is basically about um I didn't feel it disgusted at all through it. Like the, no. the gory scenes, like usually I'm like kind of iffy with that stuff, but I like just kind of couldn't keep my eyes away. I, mm-hmm. I just loved how he did that. And uh, acting was great too.
0: What'd you think about the ear guy? That was sick.
2: <laughs> 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 um, yeah. <clears throat> and watch uh, watched where the crawdad's sing. Um, my fiance was really excited for this because she like read the book. So mm-hmm. Rented it for, watched it, uh, it was just okay.
0: Not, nothing too special. Yeah. What did she think about it? Because Sarah read the book too, and she said it's like one of her favorite books.
2: Yeah, she didn't she didn't. I think she liked it as much as I did. Like okay. the book, the book is more like courtroom like drama, like, and the movie is more of the romance part of it. Oh, okay. So it's more like a romantic movie, but mm. yeah. Romance watch, always
1: ruins it. <laughs> yeah
2: and then finally i watched a new movie on Shudder called speak no evil and i really liked it um yeah i didn't know anything about it and everyone was talking about the ending and stuff like that and uh mm-hmm. it's it's really good i liked it a lot
3: yeah
2: yeah that's it
1: very nice what, what about you, you chuck you've been watching um, anything not really uh just uh been really busy at work and stuff like that but i have finally gotten a chance to get caught up on the house of the dragon um kind of starting to get a little upset with the show i'm tired of these time jumps Mm. um it's season one and there's already been almost 12 years worth of time jumps yeah in the first six episodes and i'm just like i'm this yeah. is moving way too fast for me, but I mean, I'm still enjoying it. And, you know, kind of like the memes that have been floating around the Internet, uh, get invited to a wedding in Westeros. Just say no. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go. Um, but uh, those have been a lot of fun. My goal is to sit down and get caught up on uh, the Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power uh, this uh, tomorrow and the next day. You know, we got a hurricane headed our way, so we're just, yeah, you know, keeping yeah. an eye on it. Um, uh, you know, shout out to all my friends in Florida who are like getting beaten down right now. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, how many episodes of Rings of Power have you watched?
1: I've only watched the first episode. Every okay. time I go to start watching it, yeah. I, I end up doing something else. Because I was gonna ask um, you, like, I haven't started
2: it yet, but it kind of worries me that like nobody is talking about it, it seems.
1: Well, the people who are talking about it just have nothing but amazing things to say about it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the greatest reviews I read that is that it's a love letter to Tolkien. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's a review I can get behind. So um, I'm excited to continue the journey into uh, the Rings of Power. Definitely. Uh, I did watch one new movie, though. uh, And it's it's a fun one uh dc super pets oh man it's so good it's so good i i laughed hysterically yeah and it's so sad in certain parts of it too Mm -hmm. but uh i the kids enjoyed it i i think it's great um yeah it was a lot of fun to watch it
0: is a lot of fun yeah nice
2: yeah just got added to uh crave up here which is like kind of like hbo max down there so yeah i'm gonna watch it uh probably after this recording honestly
1: <laughs> yeah they just added it to hbo max but unfortunately uh we wanted to watch it for my youngest birthday and so we just ended up buying it on amazon and yeah it was worth it it yeah, is worth it, it. it, worth it's, it. it. Yeah. it's a good movie absolutely
0: all right as for me share motherfucker there we go <laughs> okay So I, Brooke and I are going through our letterbox, like stats kind of thing, trying to fill out these uh, lists and shit. Um, So I watched The Wicker Man from 1973. I've slept on this movie for so, 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 so long because I hated the remake. And Mm -hmm. I thought like, I don't want to watch an older version of this fucking piece of shit movie, but man. The original Wicker Man is so good. Nice. I highly, highly recommend it. It's on the top 250 uh, horror movie list on on Letterboxd. And yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, And then I watched Extraordinary Tales, which is on Shudder. And it's uh, an anthology, but it's all animated. And it's all different animation styles and all different directors. But it's all based on Edgar Allan Poe stories or poems I should say um but it was pretty good I enjoyed it um and then I watched Suspiria from 1977 this was a first watch for me and I know a lot of people are probably just shaking their heads because I mean it's a classic but Mm -hmm. I just never really had much of a desire to watch it and and it's another one I fucking loved yeah um just beautifully shot the score was absolutely phenomenal um And it was just, it was a really interesting watch. I'm glad I finally sat down and went through it. Um, I also watched Speak No Evil. I didn't like it as much as Brooke, but I did enjoy it. Um, That ending really saved it for me. So if anybody's listening that hasn't seen it, if you don't like it for like the first hour, just tough it out because that ending (laughs) makes it worth it. Suffer
1: for an hour. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Finally, which is a 2022 movie. Um, mm-hmm. I had fun with it. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Uh, Chuck, have you seen that one?
1: I have not. Okay, uh, I have heard of it, and uh, it definitely is on my list at some point.
0: Yeah, it's just—I mean, it's just a fun slasher movie. Um, I love a good
1: slasher movie.
0: <laughs> again, the <laughs> ending threw me for a loop. I Josh has been asking like everybody if they've watched it and if they could have guessed what happened at the end and nobody's been able to and yeah i'm definitely one of those people that did not call the ending of this movie. Um, well, damn, now i got to watch it. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. It's a Where'd you watch done- it. Uh i believe illegally. <gasps> no. <laughs> I think I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, cuz i couldn't rent it. I couldn't rent it anywhere, so i had to. It's not my fault they take forever to put it on <laughs> rental services. <laughs> rude uh i watched the phantom carriage which is an old ass uh silent film horror movie also on the top 250 horror movie list
2: yeah um, hmc covered that one i think
0: yeah they did um i don't know it was okay i'm not i'm not a big silent film kind of guy so mm-hmm. uh watched sing 2 again no no not again i watched sing 2 with the kids uh i fucking i don't know i have a soft spot for these movies like sing and sing too. They're, I don't know. I really I enjoy loved them. the first one. Yeah. And the it second was one was fun. just as good. Right. Just as good.
2: It seems like everyone likes these movies. Yeah.
0: They're real like,
1: good movies. Yeah.
0: It's like pitch perfect, but anime. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pitch
1: perfect for kids. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, and then lastly, I watched The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Obviously, uh, Clint, Clint Eastwood's uh, big piece to there. resistance. Yeah. Um, fucking love it. It is a super long movie, but it is so enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go through the trilogy, if you want to call it that, because there's fistful of dollars and uh,
1: what's the other one? Fuck, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't. I cannot think of it right off the top of my head. Damn,
0: fistful of dollars and I can't remember. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I've watched. I really, really, really need to get caught up on. Um, House of the Dragon and Rings of Power and Andor. Like I need to start watching that. There's too yeah, many good shows. I haven't shows started on right watching now. that
1: either.
2: Yeah, I agree. There's way too many good shows on.
0: Can we take a quick, quick minute and talk about this uh reveal that Ryan Reynolds threw out yesterday?
2: Yeah. Did you see I... the follow-up video
0: too? No, I didn't.
2: Oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. Ah. Uh, uh, him and. uh um, Jackman are sitting on the couch and they're like okay play got a lot of questions I have a lot of questions like Jackman he's like how is Logan alive? But it's like well apparently Logan takes place in 2029 this is before that and mm. then they're like this is what happens in this movie and they start like talking and then it plays like uh, the jitterbug song okay like over the voices and they're like talking and like stabbing each other and, <laughs> yeah Yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: I'm so pumped. I'm just disappointed or depressed that we have to wait so long for it to come out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chuck, you're quiet. Are you? I have a hot take on this. Oh shit! Here we go. Uh, Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I'm always excited for anything involving Deadpool. However, I'm disappointed that Hugh Jackman is uh, coming out of retirement of playing the character wolverine okay uh i love hugh jackman as wolverine do not get me wrong i Mm -hmm. absolutely love him however they've had two movies to make this happen Mm -hmm. and he is retired and it's time for the mcu to move on from these characters um even though granted hugh jackman's x-men has not been a part of the mcu technically Mm -hmm. um uh, the x-men haven't been introduced yet but I'm sorry, not officially introduced yet. So I'm just a little disappointed that they're doing this. This is going to be Deadpool's first solo movie as a part of the MCU. And Mm -hmm. they're bringing Hugh Jackman back as Logan Wolverine. It's going to be exciting to see. I'm sure I'm going to love the movie. Absolutely. I'm just a little disappointed that, you know, you can't keep resting on your laurels. You cannot keep bringing back The same formulas over and over and over that, you know, we're going to work, but you got to keep it fresh or else the franchise starts to fail. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, speaking of speaking of franchises, you got to keep freshening it up every once in a while. Otherwise, it's just the same stale shit over and over and over. And that's why uh, when I shared my opinion on that uh, at work last night, I, I got I got a lot of like death stares. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, mean, um, I, I totally it, get you We're like yeah, Logan
2: yeah. ended perfectly but yes
1: mm-hmm. Logan was the perfect am sorry I'm hitting my mic now I'm getting so excited <laughs> Logan was the perfect send off for the Jackman Wolverine mm-hmm. there's yeah. no reason to be bringing him back at this point yeah. even if it's uh, even if it's a cameo or if he's just going to be you know the co-star alongside Ryan Reynolds there's no point in doing it anymore um, they had two movies to do it but
0: I yeah. think like I don't know if this is like a fan service or not, because people have always said that like Deadpool needs to have a Wolverine cameo in the movie because Deadpool was a cameo in Wolverine very briefly. Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't know if it's like a fan service or what it is, but
2: people say that there's a possibility that, They could be doing the Deadpool comic, uh, Deadpool Kills the MCU.
0: Hmm. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah. They have two years to wow us. I mean, I could be eating my words two years from now. So
0: (laughs) who knows? Maybe Jackman will back out of it by the time it gets released. (laughs) And then Chuck will be happy.
1: All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not going to be happy if you back out. Again, I I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I'm sure it's going to be funny. It's going to be great. Uh you know, I don't think Deadpool 2 was as solid as the original or mm-hmm. as the first one, but I mean, a Deadpool movie hasn't disappointed yet. And yeah. you know, I got I got to trust that Ryan Reynolds and his prowess to make these Deadpool movies happen knows what he's doing when he uh, uses his power to make these things happen. Uh, he and Hugh Jackman have a wonderful friendship They're mm-hmm. They are uh, two of the funniest celebrities outside of the roles that they play. And so having them on screen together is always going to be a delight. I just again, it's like y'all said, I think it's I think it's a fan service and I think it's a kind of a disservice in a way to the character of Logan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I trust.
2: Take. I trust both of them because, like, they're they're so close to together, and they've just been talking about it forever. And like, Ryan Reynolds is like a marketing genius. Like that yeah. first video had like twenty five million views in less than twenty four hours.
0: Yeah, I know. I shared it like three or four times, and like I've had friends share it to me like a bunch of times since it came yeah. out. And it's just yeah,
1: yeah. it's and you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's it. Everybody's been talking about it. It's been trending ever since Mm -hmm. it dropped. Ryan Reynolds, like you said, is an absolute marketing genius. He has me drinking gin, and I hate gin. So, I mean, (laughs) come on. Yeah. I've never had his gin. Is it worth getting? I like Uh, it. uh, it, Again, I'm not a big fan of gin, but it's solid. It's solid. As far as gin goes. Exactly. (laughs) All right.
0: Cool, cool. Okay. Okay. Well, now that we've got that out of the way.
1: <laughs> uh, your entire fan base hates me now. I, I'll be <laughs> no. surprised if y'all invite me back.
0: Come on. We'll invite you back for this this Deadpool movie. There we go. We'll, we'll break our mold of horror movies and we'll just do it. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into this movie. Let's do it. You Ooh. The theme music.
3: Thank you.
0: Like we said in the intro, this week we are coming at you guys with Scream 4 from 2011. This is our fourth installment in the Scream in September. Uh, uh, Whatever the fuck I want. I don't know. Whatever we're going to call it. Month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got tongue-tied for a minute. Um, Before we start talking about the movie, though, what are you guys drinking?
2: Uh, Well, speaking of gin, it's not aviation gin but i am drinking a gin and tonic
0: very nice it's purple
2: mm-hmm.
1: why is it purple
2: no <laughs> that's how the gin came
1: yeah, yeah. purple gin interesting
2: well because i think gin is like made from like juniper berries or something like that yeah so
0: makes I've, sense to me i don't know Are juniper I was berries like, is it like a
1: lavender infused i mean gin. maybe hmm. what are Brooke's, you guys drinking
0: brook's a fancy bitch <laughs> Hey, it I... takes a lot to
1: be a fancy bitch.
0: <laughs> I'm drinking some JP Weiser's Apple Whiskey. Very nice. Same bottle from Alan's wedding, Brooke.
2: That's what I figured.
0: That we all <laughs> shared. Passed it around for a little bit. Um, yeah, I got stuck with it, so now I'm drinking
1: it. What about you, Chuck? I am the least exciting of the three of us. I am drinking a sparkling water.
3: Eh.
0: What kind? I see a dark red. Is it like black cherry or
1: uh this is cherry limeade? Oh yeah, it's delicious. It's a Walmart brand. Mm. But uh yeah, uh, I had I had my uh I had my one beer at lunch, so I, I have to behave oh, huh. tonight. That's fair. Yeah, That's fair.
0: I like sparkling water.
1: So do I. Uh, it's actually a replaced soda. I haven't had a soda yeah. in over a month, so
0: Yeah, in the same way. Nice. All right. Let's talk about this movie. Starting off, as always, with the synopsis 10 years have passed, and Sydney Prescott, who has put herself back together, thanks in part to her writing, is visited by the ghost face killer. Again, a misleading synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) She's not
1: visited by the ghost face killer.
0: she she
1: goes there I'm about to say i think you know it could be said that she visits the yeah. ghost face killer kind of unofficially yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say too yeah yeah she it's doesn't kind of... intend to visit him mm-hmm. he just happens to be there you yeah. know
0: falls onto her lap
1: <laughs> hey can i stab you today
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh as always this movie is directed by wes craven The one and only he needs no introduction we're on his fourth movie in the franchise so we've talked about him lots r.i.p Um, oh before we
2: get to the uh the cast i just noticed something interesting on imdb Mm -hmm. uh scream 4 is the first scream movie where comedy is on the uh type of movie really yep it was comedy horror mystery
1: I would say this is one of the least funny. Yeah. Of the franchise. Scream 2 had more humor in it. Yeah. Yeah. Scream had more humor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The first one was a comedy horror. Mm -hmm. If you really want to be technical, this one, yeah. This is weird
2: that they just decide to add it for this one.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. And then, like the newest Scream,
2: they don't have comedy at all. So it's weird that they have this one as.
1: Only comedy. Yeah, the new scream had more comedy than this one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Just give me one sec here. Oh fuck off.
1: Just shows you that IMDB doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> they really don't.
2: <clears throat> oh yeah. Chuck, I was telling Mark earlier tonight that uh I wasn't gonna be able to record because I have a fever of 103. And the only cure is more scream. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I i'm i'm glad i didn't try to interrupt you because i was about to pull out the cowbell damn oh, okay
0: i uh obviously i saw the first message first and it was like i'm not gonna be able to record tonight i have a fever of 103 and i was like oh damn like, it's like what the fuck are we gonna do i didn't even you think dead? that i was just like what are we gonna do <laughs> <laughs> like we have chuck all lined up and like this is the only day that we can record this week and then I saw the second one. I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was like, "You have to use that line." <laughs> All right, moving on to the cast list. As always, we have our our main three: we have uh, David Arquette, Nev Campbell, and Courtney Cox playing their respective roles. Mm-hmm. And we get a whole other slew of celebrities. This one. Is probably the most jam packed with celebrities and honorable oh. mentions.
2: Dude, I was typing out like the the names of characters. Like it was yeah, honestly it's... like five pages long. Like it's insane.
1: It's insane. And honestly, if I can say, compared to the last one we just talked about, Scream Three, which also had a very decent cast of mm-hmm. uh, celebrity guests in it, this one was a lot. I, don't know, I hate to say this. This one was a lot more fun. uh, Mm -hmm. As far as the celebrity Mm -hmm. guest ones, like, yeah, you know, I love Jay and Silent Bob and stuff like that. That was great and everything. But all the, all the people, all the different celebrities, minor and major that they got to be in this movie was, it was just so much fun to watch because it all worked well together. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just think like 10 years later, like they have to kind of come in with a bang and get people hooked. And uh, yeah, I think they, they did that, you
0: know? Well, and I I think people thought too that this was going to be the last one in the franchise, Mm-hmm. yeah like i'm sure in 2011 they didn't expect that there would be a fifth one 11 years later yeah, yeah. a sixth one and a yeah. sixth one and a seventh
1: one. Oh my god it's <laughs> turning into the fast and furious franchise <laughs> it's all about family <laughs> who,
0: who needs ghost face when you have family <laughs> oh shit all right starting off are. i have emma roberts who plays jill um, did not know that she is Eric Roberts' daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's also Julie Roberts' niece. Yep. So which leads me to another fact that I did not know that Eric Roberts and Julia Roberts are siblings.
1: Step sibling yep. or half siblings. How's half-sibling. that? How yeah, I is? think they're half, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, uh
1: they're oh. coming for you. Yeah. The popo. Living in the big city. Hey, you said that you downloaded that movie illegally. They're coming Fuck. for you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Emma Roberts. She's obviously known for
0: *Where the Millers*, uh, *Nerve*, *American Horror Story*, uh, *The Blackcoat's Daughter*, *Scream Queens*, and she was in *Blow* with Johnny Depp. She was uh, his daughter.
2: Interesting. Young. I've, seen that, time in I've seen
0: that years. Now
1: I want to watch that again.
0: Yeah, young Christina Young is who she played.
1: Young Christina Young. <laughs> um real quick. So, did you all ever watch Scream Queens? No. 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 Okay. Second the second season was pointless uh i'm sorry mm. it was awful but the first season i actually enjoyed the first season i thought it was yeah. a lot of fun Yeah, had jamie lee curtis you have emma roberts uh you have uh billy lord um mm. and i can't think of the name of the other girl that was in it she was in um ah uh, she was in zombie land not emma stone but the other one um oh uh uh, uh fucking
2: mm. chloe grace moretz
1: no no but I yeah, see where you're yeah, going with know, that. Know, starts yeah, starts yeah. with an A. Uh, she was in Suns. Abigail Science. Breslin. Abigail yeah, thank Breslin. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, it it was such a fun show to watch. It was so absurdly stupid, but just such a fun show to watch. Mm. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I say just go give it a try. I think it's on Hulu. Watch the first season. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. Sorry. I just had to throw that out there. No problem. I have a hot take. Uh-oh.
0: I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis, so that's why I have never watched it. <laughs> he actually got up. <laughs> Hi. I'm sorry. Say that again. Welcome back. <laughs> uh,
2: I think that your opinion might change after you watch everything everywhere all at once because she's fucking great in that movie.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. I think your opinion would change if you watched Trading Places. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. All
0: right. It's not that I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's an overrated Scream Queen.
1: Oh, okay. I, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. I do okay. like her
0: in her <laughs> non-horror non- roles. I just think like she like with the whole Halloween and then she did like uh, terror train and prom night and Mm -hmm. I don't know I just she I don't know she was overused I think
1: back then and she just I don't know she felt victim of typecasting and it definitely took her a little while to break free of that but then she went right back into it so you know that's her own yeah
0: but I just like even in in Halloween I don't like it that much but that's just me um, sorry, one okay. All right, next up, I have Hayden Panettiere yes. who plays Kirby. You started a huge crush on her. Oh, dude, oh, me too. man, me too. I, I love, I still do.
2: Uh, I love, yeah, let's be Heroes. honest.
1: <laughs> Heroes, yeah. Was, yeah, save the cheerleader. Like save the, the, the world. first
2: two seasons of Heroes, mm-hmm. perfect, awesome.
1: That so was great good. television, and then it just yeah. went downhill. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. bad and so hard. Like, yeah, yeah. It could, that was yeah. great television, though. I remember gathering with my friends at, like every night to watch Heroes. You know, mm-hmm. it, was just, it was the thing. Yeah. And yeah. she was awesome. She was. So, yeah, obviously
0: she was in Heroes. <laughs> um, she was also in Remember the Titans. Yes. Uh, I Love You, Beth Cooper. Yes. She was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. She was in two video games, Until Dawn, which is a fantastic horror video game. Um, and she's also in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Oh. And she voiced Dot in A Bug's Life.
2: No. Oh yeah, I did yeah. know that. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Yeah. Um but yeah, I had a huge crush on her. I I mean I still do. She's I, like yeah. watching this movie I was like damn.
1: I don't know if it's
2: well. It's a spoiler for this movie, I think, because isn't Kirby coming back for Scream Five? I
1: heard, yeah, Scream six. six, yeah.
2: Scream, sorry, Scream Six, yeah.
1: Yeah, I heard yeah. that uh, she'll be making an appearance, and I wonder in what capacity and for how mm-hmm. long. So yeah, that's gonna so be maybe we'll
2: uh, we'll dive into this later on in the movie, then kind of figure out mm-hmm. how they could bring her back.
0: Yeah. Uh Then I have Marley Shelton, who plays Deputy Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in planet terror and death proof. So the, the grindhouse movies um, never been kissed bubble boy. Uh, she makes a comeback in scream five and then she is in a perfect getaway and sin city.
1: Let's not forget the sandlot guys. She oh, was, yeah. She was Wendy peppercorn. Fuck you're right. Oh
2: yeah. We, we talked about that. this yeah, on yeah,
1: the we sandlot. Did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> dude i remember sitting in the theater staring at this girl and i'm just like i know her Mm -hmm. i know her and it still took me a few years later to finally realize i i was watching sandlot one day and i'm just staring at wendy peppercorn and i she gave that look to squints and i'm just like she's in scream (laughs) it took me forever to make that connection yeah yeah wow i'm glad
0: you brought that up because i forgot about that
1: I was like, I was waiting. I was like, he's saving it for the end. He's he's not going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, And lastly,
0: I have Rory Culkin, who plays Charlie. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's Macaulay Culkin's youngest brother. I think he's the youngest. Yeah. Uh, He was in Signs, Mean Creek. Uh, The last thing Mary saw, Lords of Chaos, which is a movie that Brooke and I did a while back with one of his friends as a guest. Um, Fucking wild ass movie uh he was in waco which is an amazing show that brooksville needs to watch
2: well it's not on netflix anymore okay i tried well, watching it
0: you had your time
1: i think <laughs> it's on paramount oh, is okay. it i think it is Have uh, you watched the, it real real quick, guys no it was on oh. my watch list and again just kind of mm-hmm. never got around to it it's really really good
0: uh he was also in intruders and the zodiac
2: was he the one in Scott Pilgrim, or was that the other one?
0: Uh, no, I think he was too.
1: Yeah. No, that's Kieran no. Culkin. Oh uh, yeah, you're right, okay, it it Kieran Culkin.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. And it's Rory. Uh, is it? I think it's Kieran that's in Home Alone too, who plays Fuller.
1: Yeah, he plays Fuller. Uh, he's also yeah. in uh, the Father of the Bride movies mm-hmm. as uh, you know Steve Martin's son. And yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, Waco show is on Paramount Plus. Okay, nice. I Sweet. think Kieran is
2: on uh, Succession as well.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. They all look alike, it's hard to keep track of them.
0: <laughs> Except for Macaulay he just looks like a crackhead now, but the the rest of them look alike. All right. Um, I didn't write down the honorable mentions just because there's so fucking <clears throat> many, but in that yeah. opening scene alone, we have Lucy Hale, Shanae Grimes, Anna Packen, Kristen Bell, Amy T Garden, Britt Robertson. Um, and then, like throughout the movie, we have Allison Brie, uh, Nico Tortorella, Anthony Anderson, Adam Brody. Like it is fucking jam packed yeah. with celebrities. This movie. Yeah, I I
2: love Allison Brie. She's yeah fucking awesome
1: yeah it's so weird though to watch her in something that isn't community like i know she had that show on netflix and my brother said it was pretty good yeah glow is
2: superb i love it it's It's a good show yeah yeah
1: Yeah, it's just to me she will always be a little annie adderall from community Yeah, and uh it's so weird to watch her in this i'm excited to see the movie too six seasons in a movie Six seasons yes. in a movie, <laughs> yes. and they finally are making the damn movie. Yeah. My oh, Robert and I were I just, so excited. I when really they announced hope the movie. that they
2: get like the original cast and mm-hmm. like get Donald Glover to come back.
1: Yeah, I think they probably won't get Chevy Chase, but no, they killed off his character. But yeah, yeah, or yeah, or he could be back. Who knows? it wouldn't
0: surprise me if anything's possible some sort of (laughs) way oh
1: i wasn't dead i wasn't dead yeah (laughs) i faked my death yeah his character would do that too yeah it would it would
0: all right did you guys have any that i didn't just fucking rhyme off in the novel there
1: i got one okay uh mary mcdonald she's the one who plays uh sid's aunt kate uh uh, Kate in the movie. Yeah, uh, she's uh, been in movies like Independence Day. Uh, mm-hmm. She was the president's wife. Uh, dances with Wolves. Oh. Uh, she's been making movies for a long time. So it, uh, every time she pops up in a movie, I'm like, oh hey, what's going on, Mary? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Before
0: we move on, can you guys do me a quick, quick favor? Open sure. up your, open up your IMDb. Okay. And search Eric Roberts. I meant to bring this up
1: earlier. Okay. And just look at all of the projects that he has coming out, coming up. Yeah. Jesus, that's insane. I scrolled through like three. One hundred and
0: five. Jeez. Yeah. Just yeah. in
2: twenty-two alone, he has like twelve movies.
0: Like, how is that possible? Does a guy sleep? he has so many in post-production and pre-production and like announced, like he's got 267 acting credits and 105 of them were in within like the next two or three years. Is he in
1: money trouble? Does he just need to work? What's going I on? Don't know. Here? Amityville Bigfoot. I, I'm i intrigued. <laughs> Amityville Bigfoot. Crazy. Oh my God.
0: I meant to bring that up earlier and I forgot.
1: He's yeah.
2: in a movie called, uh, from dusk till bomb
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: fuck so So it's I'm sure a lot of it is just like low budget shit that probably took like three days to film but still MMA cop
1: 2 there's a first one yeah apparently damn oh this this is a great title are you ready for this one (laughs) Yes. Natasha Mail Order Bride Escape to America the movie is there a tv show
2: i don't know (laughs) or a novel there's a mega boa which has a 2.7
0: damn might be worth checking out
1: well that's insane. wow yeah my dinner with eric roberts he's got he's in a movie called my dinner with eric roberts is that like being john malkovich yeah i don't know what a weird movie that was it is a weird movie all right, That's well, awesome. good for you, Eric Roberts. Yeah. yeah
0: fucking he's, show off. He's killing. It. <laughs> he's the next Samuel L. Jackson.
1: I was damn it. I was just trying to think of a Samuel L. Jackson joke. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into this movie.
2: Uh, so I don't know about you guys, but this was I think the first scream movie I watched in theaters.
1: Uh, yep. No.
2: You,
1: were, and, no, you think you mentioned Scream Three, right? Well, no. Um, I never got a chance to see the original three in theaters during their first runs, but uh, I did get a chance to see Scream in a revival showing. Hmm. Um, I think it was right after I graduated high school, hmm. so I did get. Okay. So that's technically the first Scream the uh, Scream movie I've seen in theaters. Now, Scream Four was the first theatrical run yeah. Scream movie I saw. So yes. And I got to see it in the Philippines, too. So that was oh, shit. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Was it English or was yeah. it? OK. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole thing was in English. Uh, um, I will say if you ever go to Hong Kong, though, don't go to the movies because uh, everything is um, in Chinese. And uh, so it's very distracting to hear the movie in chinese and they do put english subtitles at the bottom but it's it's such a distracting experience mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. ruined that pirates of the caribbean movie for me ah uh, okay okay yeah that would well yeah. Cool. yeah uh philippines everything was in english it was a it was such a fun experience watching this mm-hmm. movie in theaters cool yeah
2: I, I i don't know if it like affects like how i feel about this movie but i don't know
1: Like I think it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quite honestly, because you get, you get a completely different experience, obviously watching any movie in theater versus watching it at home. Mm -hmm. Um, I I've always said, Watching a movie in theater, even a bad movie can have a great experience because you're watching it with other people. So you're not yeah. just feeding off of the movie, you're feeding off the reactions of those around you and things like that. One of the best movie going experiences I ever had in my life was going to see Star Wars Episode seven. Now, I may not be a fan of said movie, but that was one of the greatest experiences in a movie theater I've ever had. The energy was just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And same thing can be said for a horror movie. So I think that could absolutely skew my belief as to why Scream 4 ranks number two in my power rankings of this franchise is because it was the first technical theatrical run scream movie I've seen in theaters. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Horror movies just hit differently in the movie theaters too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you just have the setting, the proper setting, right? Like, it's loud. The lights are yeah. da- turned down. Yeah. Just...
2: yeah I remember um, I went and watched uh, Get Out by myself in theaters. It was, mm-hmm. like, opening night, I think. And, like, I'll never forget that experience either. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm missing on the Jordan Peele horror movies because I don't find his movies scary at all. But maybe if I saw it at a movie theater, I probably would have a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I Yeah. I agree with you, Chuck. Like, I think he's a great filmmaker, but I don't find his movies to be like absolutely terrifying. Like some people. No, Me either. Me either.
2: No. I still think they're good uh, yeah.
1: movies, but yeah. yeah. Like us, all I could see were the glaring plot holes in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And they are glaring plot holes. Like mm-hmm. uh, if I were Jordan Peele, I would not be proud of that movie. Just mm-hmm. saying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but uh getting back to this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what do you guys think of this opening uh screamception? Um mm. it it, I, it gets me every time, I I swear. Like yeah. yeah, and like the first time it happens, like tonight I was like, oh, okay, it's just a movie, and then I do it again and it it's like I like it, but I think I kind of have the same things as Mark, like it's just, I don't know, maybe a bit too much.
0: If they did it once, yeah. it would be okay. But the the double inception, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> you're just pushing it too far now.
1: That's exactly what I wrote down. I was taking little notes of my thoughts as during my last rewatch. And the very first thing I wrote down, uh, the very misleading opening sequence was fun, but does get annoying after that second turn. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. all right, I get it. I get what you're trying to do here, but... Can we get that, to the point?
0: Then, like the third set of characters come up, and you think, like, "Fuck, here's a third
1: one now." Yeah. What are they going to yeah. do now? Where's yeah. the mislead? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Although I'm going to say, Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell, I could have watched a whole movie with just them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Just Anna Paquin, even.
1: A- Anna Paquin. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Paquin starring Anna Paquin. She just sits there. Yep. I'm <laughs> there. I'm good, with, I'm good with that. Take my money.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> it, it kind yeah. of brought down the actual characters in the movie like the starting two characters you Mm -hmm. see get killed off like yeah i did not care about them i you know they they kind of set up that they were going to die by showing the other two movies them get killed right
0: Yeah. yeah and i found it ironic too that the last two that we see in that opening scene and the ones that actually die are the least celebrity status out of the six characters that we see at the beginning. Cause like you would yeah. think like, yeah. you, you know, how scream is with their, yeah. they're killing off the big character right at the beginning. Like, like Amy Teagarden had Friday night lights. Yeah. Um, Britt Robertson. I forget what she was in, but then like at that point or at that time in 2011, like you had Anna Paquin who was in uh true blood mm-hmm. or yeah. True blood. Um, Kristen Bell had a show back then too. I can't remember what it was called. Veronica Mars,
1: yes. Oh, that uh, had that already ended, but I mean, she was still, like, yeah, yeah, still, still Veronica people's Mars memories. fame,
0: yeah. And then like Lucy Hale was in Pretty Little Liars, which mm-hmm. I think was around in 2011, and Sinead Grimes is in something too, but like, I don't know, it just, it. I don't know if uh, ironics the right word for it, or just, I don't know. They were the yeah. two least celebrity status characters of that opening scene that they actually killed off mm-hmm. But I guess maybe that's part of the the whole thing, right? Like, oh, we just killed Lucy Hale and Sinead Grimes. Oh, psych, Oh, we just killed Anna Paquin and Kristen, Kristen Bell. Oh,
1: psych. They're still never going to match the energy of the original scream though. Oh, absolutely you know, getting rid of uh, Drew Barrymore the way they did. But um it definitely made you it made you think. That, especially when they got to Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell, you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. They're going to die. But (laughs) and they do die. But then it's not the death you're expecting or the type of death that you're expecting because it's just all a misdirection. And it's just like,
0: oh, shit. I guess what we can say is that Stab 6 and Stab 7 did it properly because they were the ones that died in those respective movies.
1: That's true. So is the Stab franchise Doing things more successfully than the Scream franchise at this point.
0: Well, I mean, they hit mm-hmm. six and seven before Scream did, so I mean, they're they're pumping out the sequels yeah. like crazy. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but I guess they did have to do something kind of different from like the the first three movies, right? They couldn't just, I guess, keep doing the same, yeah, same old shtick.
0: Yeah, like I said, like I didn't hate it. I just thought that like two mm-hmm. versions of it was a little too much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the, uh, the little like flip phone that she had. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what is that? A sidekick? I think is that a what those kick. were. Yeah. 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 They were yeah. popular back then.
2: Yeah. Um, what do you think of the whole like app that they had that uh, I think
1: Jenny has? Very appropriate for the times. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. like this is 2011. The you know, apps are you just. You, This is before apps really were like huge, you know, took Mm -hmm. off and stuff like that. You know, now apps are just an everyday part of our like uh, part of our lives every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's very appropriate that, you know, something as inappropriate as that was turned into an app. So, I mean, Scream 3, Scream 3 kind of gave us the groundwork for that, you know, with the device that, you know, you could record people's voices and stuff like that well, apps was just the next step in that technological evolution and a very important part of the underground, uh, underlying groundwork for driving the story, which this story is completely driven by technology. Mm-hmm. So introducing that as an app, very appropriate. Yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, I really like the opening music of this uh, movie as well. Like when they, they kill the, the Jenny and Marnie, and then uh, it cuts like opening. I, I really like the the music choice that they had. I can't remember
1: they, what the they, song they, was, but I, I like yeah. I can hear it in my head. But yeah. like, I honestly don't know what it is. Um, if I could just take a step back to that kill scene with uh Marnie. um, I'm sorry. Knowing who like at this point, you obviously don't know who the killer slash killers are. But now knowing who the killer slash killers are, do you think they really could have thrown Marnie through that door with such force that it shattered the door and had her flying through the air like 10, 15 feet?
0: Maybe both of them. I was going to say what we do. They're know both, both a- scrawny little like I could snap them yeah. like twigs. Yeah, I don't know, man. But Marnie mean-
2: wasn't very big either.
0: True, oh, and like really. the one killer, without giving anything away, for those who haven't I mean, seen the movie, yet. fuck it, it came out in two thousand eleven.
3: <laughs> yeah, Emma Roberts'
0: character was <laughs> tough as nails, man. Like she was yeah. badass. Yeah, I she's think ripping out her own hair. I mean, yeah, like oh. I think she could have mustered up the strength to do it.
1: All right, yeah. that's fair.
0: That's fair. Charlie now, couldn't, but she. Char- could. Charlie couldn't. No,
1: <laughs> Charlie was a tool. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, whenever Marnie was like crawling away at that, and then like the the garage door <sighs> went down, like that was that was cool, but like
1: I have issues. I don't.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did it did it like break her like spine so she couldn't move? I think that's like, what they were
1: trying to imply.
2: Yeah, and it's like 2011, like garage door doors. You know, they hey. automatically like you know they like, have go sensors. Off. Yeah, exactly.
0: You have to like if someone's closing a garage door, you have to step over a sensor so it doesn't trip it. Yeah, if like, she's
1: laying there right across it. This thing would have just gone right back up. You know? Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Or like
0: even if it doesn't have that laser sensor, it's gonna have a sensor where if it hits something before it fully goes down, it's probably yeah. gonna pop back up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The yeah. that whole thing didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh I made a little note about it here. Um uh did the set designers just get lazy i didn't understand this whole thing's like so she made it upstairs in her house and then all of a sudden she's into this like i guess they're adding on to the house but it's Mm -hmm. complete like the second floor first floor garage completely unfinished and stuff like that it really didn't make a whole lot of sense in my mind yet here the here they have this operational garage door that she can crawl out of and i'm sorry Garage door. Didn't y'all do this in Scream? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, can't we just come up with something a little bit different, but fitting with the theme of the movie?
0: They're remaking Scream. Mm-hmm. This is a remake,
1: Chuck. Yeah. Well, I guess that's before we knew it was a remake. But still. that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and I I didn't like how they didn't connect like these characters to like the rest. Of the characters. Yeah. Because like they mention that like a stalker boy is calling them. And then like whenever one of them picks up, they're like, oh, is this like they name off like three different names, but it's like none of the other characters. So, like, what is the intention of uh Jill and uh Charlie to mm-hmm. killing these two just because they might be friends with the others? Didn't they didn't
1: she mention Trevor at one point? She they have And I think oh. that was
0: the connection. Yeah, yeah you might be right, yeah. Well, and later on too before, again spoiler alert, before Emma Roberts kills Trevor, she says I'm not a fucking girl that you want to cheat on or something like that.
1: Yeah, so... I think um I think what's her face was uh getting it on with Trevor. Yeah.
0: But why kill both? That How makes more. sense, yeah.
1: No, oh, because well, the other one was probably just collateral damage at that point. <laughs> oh yeah. shit, you're here, man. Yeah, Gotta <laughs> yeah. take care. You stay right there, I'll be back yeah yeah
2: because the next morning whenever kirby picks up jill and then like she gets in the car and says like oh trevor called me last night and she's like okay stop talking and then like olivia gets in the car she's like trevor called me too so like do you think that one of those phone calls wasn't actually trevor it was either jill or charlie Mm.
1: It could have been just to uh, like throw off the scent. Absolutely. Yeah. Or again, imply, you know, they spent a majority of this movie trying to imply that Trevor is involved in some way, shape, or form, which yeah. kind of just made him the obvious not choice. Yeah. Like if you're trying to try so hard to convince us it's Trevor, it's not Trevor. Then he
2: looked too much like Billy, I thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like the actor.
1: Mm-hmm. But again, but, it's a remake. Exactly.
0: That's
2: true. That's true. Yeah.
0: Um, I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> but, oh, they spent a lot of time trying to pin the focus on so many different characters in this movie too. Like uh, at one point, like they're trying to like imply that Sydney might be the killer.
1: Yeah, in but case. they they tried that in the past, in, uh, past in ones three. too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I felt like they really
2: made the Judy character kind of like the new Dewey.
0: Yeah. Like, they
2: really, really made her this, like, kind of creepy, she might be the killer.
0: She's kind of goofy, Uh, too, like how Dewey was in Scream. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, uh, I noticed that, too. I was like, why are they, like, really kind of play in her office this kind of creepy character she's obsessed with dewey she's always trying yeah. to be like near him she's feeding him and stuff like that then she's standing in the shadows talking to <laughs> yeah. in the house like what the hell is wrong with this woman squints come get your wife <laughs> can can we just put our glasses up
0: for for dewey's um healing powers that we see in this movie Um, this guy went from being Flynn from Breaking Bad in Scream 3 to, uh, having a slight limp in Scream 3 to full out sprinting through a fucking forest. Like nothing's ever happened to him in Scream 4.
1: (laughs) This guy is a real life Wolverine. Stand aside here, Chapman. He's
2: sheriff now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, man, they'll let anybody be, hold a gun and cl- call himself a cop. <laughs> My God.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. He and went I'm Yo, so- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, he went from being a deputy to a uh, set or to a bodyguard to a set security guard to now yeah. a sheriff.
2: Yeah. And then I think made- Scream 5, Judy's the sheriff, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Which, which and- it does make sense because she doesn't have that weird in-between stuff, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that definitely made sense. Did you notice though, also, Dewey kind of gets shit on by not the other characters, but the writing in this movie. He gets all the dumbest, corniest lines. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. like whenever I do get to meet Kevin Williamson, that is actually one of my questions. Why do you hate Dewey so much? Yeah. Why did you give him all the worst dialogue? In yeah. This movie And like
2: Gail, I think has a complete opposite. Like, I think she has some of the best lines in it. And I think she's one of my favorite parts of this movie.
1: Absolutely. Gail
0: and all of her plastic surgery that she got in between Scream 3 and Scream 4.
1: <laughs> so I'm glad oh you brought that up. Fuck. <laughs> because, you know, so on the last episode, I mentioned that I truly believed that uh, Courtney Cox's peak sexiness was Scream 2. Yeah, and this this movie, I think this is Nev Campbell's peak.
0: Yes, she yeah. is
1: so yeah. gorgeous in this movie. Mm-hmm. Age has done her well. Yeah, however, there's the one scene with Courtney Cox right there at the beginning when Sydney's at the book signing. She shows up in that blue dress and everything mm-hmm. like that. You saw the old Courtney Cox just for a moment, just yeah. for a moment. And I'm just like, yes that's the Courtney we fell in love with mm-hmm. and then yes then it's back to plastic surgery and then at least at least she got the bangs fixed
0: <laughs> but like I knew that I knew that Courtney Cox got plastic surgery done but until like this rewatch I didn't really notice it and I was just like god
1: damn like the difference between Scream 3 and Scream 4 is nuts and then look at the difference between Scream 4 and Scream 5 yeah
0: yeah but I mean, that's
1: 11, 11. years.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I guess sticking with, uh, with the. Death <laughs> no, Campbell didn't
1: age a day. I'm just throwing that out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, sticking with these two, I want to ask you guys um, whose side are you on in this movie, Gail or Dewey? Like, Dewey, oh, okay. Dewey's like, you know, the sheriff, he's, he's doing his job. And then Gail, she's trying to write a uh, a fiction book or non nonfiction.
1: Anyway, fiction she's trying fiction. i think she was trying her hand at fiction
2: yeah and she's struggling and then she wants to go back to her old self and she's kind of like getting in the way of dewey doing his job and dewey's like he's trying to separate like the personal life from it so like mm-hmm. which side do you guys kind of side with or if you even do
0: uh, dewey for me 100 i've always been on dewey's side mm-hmm. um gail's character or the gail character has kind of always drove me a little bit crazy just because like reporters and like she's a legitimate reporter she's not like a tabloid reporter or anything like mm-hmm. that like she's actually trying to get the real story but like even just being like a real life sports fan as we are like the media is fucking brutal man And like, they don't give a shit. They'll stick their noses into anything. They'll ask the dumbest fucking questions at the most inappropriate times. And that's the character of Gail Weathers throughout this entire franchise. And like you said, Dewey's just trying to do his job. And rightfully so. He's the sheriff of this town where there's murders happening and Gail's just getting in the way Mm -hmm. like she always does.
1: Well, just, I'm going to ta- take. I, I'm going to take the opposite route here. Uh, I'm team Gale on this one. She's an investigative journalist. Yes, she's very annoying. Most investigative journalists are, but that's how they get the story. That's how they get everything they need to uh, paint whatever picture they're trying to paint. Um, what may be perceived as getting in the way is her. Basically trying to remind Dewey uh, there's three different experiences that they've all gone through together. So she has uh, she is an expert in this area just as much as Dewey is. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't think she's really trying to interfere with his investigation. She wants to enhance it. She wants to help. Of course, she's doing it you know, for her own end and her own means as well. You know, she wants mm-hmm. to, she wants, she obviously will turn it into a book and become a bestseller again and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But in the end, I honestly think her intentions aren't that dishonorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she doesn't want to see murder again. She doesn't want to see people die and stuff like that. So she she I think she genuinely wants to help. But because of her pride and because of her personality, she comes off the wrong way. And it does kind of come off as interfering and stuff like that. And I think she feels threatened by uh, Deputy Judy Hicks and her. Oh, lim- of, course. Bars, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course.
2: Her lemon squares.
1: Yeah. lemon The lemon squares that mm-hmm. apparently don't taste well, which that's a travesty. How do you screw up lemon squares, guys? (laughs) That's one of the best desserts.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, For me, like, I think I'm on both sides. Like at the start of it, I was definitely on Dewey's side. Like, Gail is like walking into like the sheriff's office, and Judy's like trying to stop her, and and then she has to tell Dewey. Like, Dewey's like, "Oh, how do you know that?" Like, shh. She's like, "Everyone fucking knows about it. It's all over the internet." (laughs) Dewey's just like, "Really?" But then, like, by the end of it, at the end of the movie, like, you can see, like, after she's stabbed, you know, she just, she's in the hospital bed, like, she just wanted to help Dewey, and, like, he Mm -hmm. didn't kind of get that. Like, they're, they're kind of, like, a team, but Dewey was focused on, not himself, but, like, he wasn't accepting Gale's help.
0: I, th- I think like in Dewey's defense, like, yeah. Okay. Maybe Gail's role in this movie is honorable. And now she's an investigative journalist, but Dewey has the same experience with Gail as we've had in the last three installments mm-hmm. of the franchise, right? Where, she was doing this for monetary gain and she was doing this to get her name in the spotlight. And she was fabricating stories and giving out false information with the whole Cotton Weary and sit and Maureen Prescott thing. So maybe that's where I'm coming from with that mm-hmm. is like, it's, it's just been like ingrained in my brain that she has been like this throughout the whole thing. And I mean, throughout the movie, like, yeah, how you said Brooke, like we see a change in her, um, where she is just trying to help and her and Dewey are a team. And so is Sydney, like they're a, a trifecta, right? They've been through it all together. They're the remaining three survivors from all of these incidences. So, yeah, I mean, maybe towards the end, her intentions are honorable. And like, even at the beginning, I'm sure they're honorable, but she's also just like going about things the wrong way.
1: Oh, absolutely. She definitely needs to work on her approach and her tact mm-hmm. with uh, people but i'm going to i'm going to throw this out there this is a formula that has been established since the original scream do and that's the that's part of the attraction between the characters of dewey and gale they're mm-hmm. both so headstrong in their own ways that uh you know they say opposites attract that that's what makes them Not a great couple, but that's what always brings them together is the fact that uh, they always seem to see the opposite side of the coin. They're always kind of butting heads and stuff like that. And of course, I think production was really capitalizing on the fact that they had just recently divorced a few years before the production of this movie. Mm -hmm. So uh, in real life, they had recently divorced. So, you know, kind of playing on that whole Hey, instead of making them all lovey-dovey throughout this movie, why don't we play on this whole they can uh kind of trash on each other mm-hmm. type situation. Yeah. But again, it's a formula that they established back in Scream and it's one they've repeated in every single movie except for maybe 5 because they didn't really have a whole lot of interaction in that one. Mm-hmm. In fact, no. zero interaction. Did mm-hmm. they even did they even share a se- they shared one scene together, right? Yeah. 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 So um I have a question.
0: Where do you think Gail's insecurities came from? Cause we see her in scream one and scream two. And she is like, I mean, throughout the whole franchise. She's a strong, badass woman. Um, we kind of did say in a previous episode that like, if she didn't have Sydney or Dewey, like if they didn't have each other, she would probably be dead by now. But at the same time, she has gotten in scream three and in scream four, she's gotten so jealous of the other women in Dewey's life. Mm -hmm. like we see it with uh, uh, Parker Posey's character in Scream 3 and then we see it with Deputy Hicks in Scream 4 it's just like where did that turn come from because she was so confident with Dewey in Scream 1 and Scream 2 is Um, it because she was like taking advantage of Dewey's like childlike behavior in the first two and now he's like a grown ass man
1: I think it more has to do with her you know okay. i think yeah i think her insecurities have to do with everything that I, please listeners do not hate me all right i'm just trying <laughs> to reason this out she's aging and something that we all go through as we age is we start to realize that the world is changing around us and we're having a hard time keeping up and again another central theme of this movie um you know, I I think about it now. You know, my kids know a lot more about certain pieces of technology and stuff like that than I can even comprehend. Uh, I work with I work with people younger than me who just like have this worldly knowledge of current events and things like that. I just stand to the side like, wow, the fuck dude, what? what? yeah uh so i i I kind of i think that's where gail's coming from and that's where the insecurities nobody likes to be left behind and nobody likes to be forgotten Uh you know she's fallen from the limelight she chose the simple life and she absolutely part of her regrets choosing that simple life moving back to woodsboro marrying the sheriff things like that walking away from all the all the possibilities that would have kept her in uh you know, that limelight. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's where these insecurities come. And of course, yes, there's a young, hot deputy, you know, constantly throwing herself at her husband. You know, there's these high school, uh, high school kids who are cracking like this case faster than she ever could and stuff like that. So yeah, that's going to play That's got to be nerve wracking to or psychologically torturing to anybody. That's fair.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, Mm -hmm she's she's like out of the limelight like you said um she's all of her books like her main books are done uh stab seven was like i think like the last movie mm-hmm. in kind of her run that she was
1: um, based off the gale based off story, of yeah.
2: um and then sydney just released a book is on a book tour and is getting all of this attention
0: that was gail's thing
2: gail exactly so and uh she's struggling to write something that isn't you know investigative journalism and uh i think she just wants to go back to that and you know
0: yeah that's fair she does have a lot of shit going on yeah um chuck this is off the rails but going back to your getting old comment (laughs)
1: yeah please listeners I wasn't trying to say anything
0: (laughs) no 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 no. funny story well two stories actually so we we take in summer students at our work they work Mm -hmm. um like before they go into college or while they're off on summer break and whatnot and we had a kid in here this summer he was 18 I think 19 maybe and whatever somehow the topic got on how old he thought everybody was in our department So he's going through and he's saying everybody's age. And then he looks at me and he says, "Uh, I'd give you like 54. What? I was like, motherfucker. Get out. I I am
1: 33. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my God. I would have killed him.
0: He goes, well, like you have gray hair and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I've had gray hair since I was almost your age. Like, fuck you. <laughs> 54. This kid gave me.
1: Oh my God. I'd be so pissed.
0: And then today I went to my kid's school because I had something going on at the school. So I went there after work and uh, we were like walking around the schoolyard and one of the kids came up behind me and he's like, are you a grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mother like i'm gonna start dyeing my hair
1: now
2: oh that's great
1: you know (laughs) wow i don't i I feel for you damn 54 god i do have a lot of
0: i do have a lot of gray and i mean like yeah i'm only 33 i have a lot of gray but like come on
1: i've had gray hairs growing on my head since i was like a teenager so i'm just like Mm -hmm. gray hair means nothing according to age but i will say you know so these these kids coming up are they they are smart in so many ways and things that mm-hmm. i will never be able to wrap my head around but for god's sakes i i, I had this 26 year old on my crew the other day and i was talking oh, I, was, oh, I was talking about jurassic park you know talking you know the the original with sam neil and laura dern and jeff goldblum and he looks at me and goes who's jeff goldblum and i'm just like oh god are you are you serious?" <laughs> And he goes, yeah, who's who's Jeff Goldblum? I was like, have you ever seen Jurassic Park? No, no, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. So I'm trying to think of movies. That, I was like, have you seen Independence Day? No, no. Like, um, Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he was in that. <laughs> he wasn't Thor, was he? Get out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get out. Like... 26 is young, but it's not that young. You should know who Jeff Goldblum is. You should have at least watched Jurassic Park. My kids know who Jeff Goldblum is, you know? (laughs) Come on. Ah, You young whippersnappers.
2: (laughs) Now to a better (laughs) duo that I think is a lot better in this movie than uh, Gail and Dewey. Mm -hmm. um, Our two buddy cops. Adam Brody oh, and man. Uh,
0: Anthony Anderson. They are so good together. I love these
2: two together. Yeah. great.
0: Their humor is so complimentary. Yeah. Because Adam Brody has always had that sarcastic humor. He's a quiet mm-hmm. comedian. He just tosses out like one-liners here and there. Like he might act goofy every once in a while. Like his character in Grind was kind of goofy at the same time as mm-hmm. being that quiet com- comedic presence but then you have anthony anderson yeah. who is just loud comedy just fucking punching you in the face with comedy mm-hmm. I, yeah.
1: I, I like anthony anderson i think uh, it definitely was a good refreshing uh duo in this mm-hmm. but i have such a hard time watching him and not thinking of scary movie three anthony anderson yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. Him the and Kevin dreadlocks. Hart were the big <laughs> yeah. best duo, pair. Yeah, 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 that's a good scene, yeah. Oh,
0: man, I forgot about that. Yeah,
2: I love Anderson and uh, his little cameo he has in uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, I forgot about that. Did that's you ever watch great. Kangaroo Jack?
0: <laughs> no. Not in
2: a long, long time.
0: <laughs> it's a terrible movie, but it's, it's him and... Jerry O'Connell, isn't it? Yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love uh, in this scene. Um, that uh, Kirby is kind of like, I don't know, she's like kind of she's not the female Randy, but like, (laughs) yeah, she she knows a lot about horror movies and like she has her little collection. They're watching like Shaun of the Dead, which I love that they're Mm -hmm. watching that.
1: Yeah, great uh, movie reference. I really love the
2: uh, the ghost face in this movie, Um, like this scene specifically, like just the way the phone call conversations go, I think is like one of the best in the franchise.
1: Yeah. Not to get too far ahead of themselves, but that was the scariest scene probably in that whole movie. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, Chuck, I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you that got me I did not see that coming I think I jumped out of my seat a little bit if I remember correctly
2: (laughs) yeah and uh, just like the the line delivery of uh, of of Ghostface like Mm -hmm. whenever he tells them, like oh like look in the closet and then you know he looks in the closet and she's like oh you fucking liar and he's like I didn't say your closet and then (laughs) it goes to Olivia across (laughs) the road so uh, good yeah it's great although I this scene did bug me a bit like you see Olivia struggling, getting stabbed in the hand. It's pretty brutal. And then Kirby and Jill, well, actually, now I get why Jill was standing there, but like Kirby's standing in the window, just yelling, help, help for like five minutes. Yeah. And then Sydney runs in. They're like all standing at the window, just watching <laughs> Olivia get murdered. And then they're still sitting there. And then like Sydney runs out. And I don't know if they were in the car, like the cops or like, why shouldn't go tell them? No,
1: like, uh, they weren't in the car because as soon as she okay. wa- ran outside, she started calling for them and she looked at the car and they weren't there. Okay, mm-hmm. okay.
2: Um, yeah, then she runs in and uh, has a little fight with Ghostface. and the metal blood in Olivia's room was wild. Mm-hmm. That was a brutal death.
0: The, yeah, this one was a gore fest. Like there, mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. lot of blood and gore in this movie. Yeah, and like some brutal fucking kills. Like, mm-hmm. yes, jumping ahead, but That's it, we're really jumping now. Uh, well, we'll talk about it after.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, I love that uh, that scene.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a great scene.
2: And they keep like having you know Trevor. Trevor calling and making all the phone calls. So. Damn it, Trevor! It's really building up. um
1: If he would have just kept it in his pants, crying out loud! <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and like I never even clued into this until right now. Yeah, they're always using his phone, and then mm-hmm. later on in the movie, they're like, "Thought you couldn't find your phone, or I thought you lost your phone, or something like that." I was like, "Oh shit!" Because yeah, he was always he's... intended to be the setup. Yeah,
2: yeah. and yeah. he says, "Like I got, got, I got a new phone."
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he was always intended to be the setup. It was always going to be Trevor. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's one thing I love about the Scream franchise, though, is that they they had a formula in the first movie, and it was the boyfriend. And then throughout the entire franchise, they make you think at some point in the movie that it's going to be the boyfriend, but they never go back to that same formula. It's always somebody else. They could have went the easy route
1: in so Except many movies, four and five. Yeah, kind of. They brought back the boyfriend.
0: Yeah, but
1: yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. But fine. it was a reboot. It was a yeah. reboot to be fair. So I guess yeah. it was okay to bring it back. That's kind of yeah. where I'm hemming and hawing on it. But. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but that's, yeah. I mean, it's it's always been a misdirection. Like they, they make you think it's going to be the boyfriend and then like you kind of roll your eyes and then it ends up being someone completely different.
1: It's, it's kind of like in Scream 2 when they tried to convince us it was Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. He, I was like, nah, not him. Can't mm-hmm. be Jerry. Yeah. It's yeah. Too no. nice.
2: Um, I also found it weird that like kind of Gale like ends up being, f- be friends like the high school kids. And, oh, like, creepy gets, as hell. Yeah. gets in like their movie club and yeah, it's like, okay, like I get the first movie, you know, she's sitting on Dewey trying to get
1: with the cops. But then like, mm-hmm. I don't know she kind of gets in with them. It's a trend. She like she has this thing about sneaking into high school parties again. That's true. I think it's an age thing. She wants to feel young again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
2: So Charlie runs like the movie club and uh, um, Robbie is kind of his like friend who is like always like live stream with his like
1: headset on like the whole movie. I want to punch this kid in the face. You know, yeah. there are people that have a look on them that you, you just can't explain it. I'm not a violent person, but mm-hmm. I would punch this kid in the face if I yeah. saw him in real life. And I think it's that video camera, the fact that he wants to live stream everything. He reminds right me down. of the,
0: the guy from American Beauty. <gasps> yeah.
1: The yeah. most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, the guy that walks
0: around <laughs> the video camera.
1: Yeah.
2: This bag. And uh, in this movie, too, like it's they kind of show that it's not always about looks and kind of... Because, like, Kirby is, like, a 12 in this movie. Mm-hmm. And Charlie is... What well, you shitting on Charlie? Charlie is Charlie. And, uh, but, I mean, he Poor has, Charlie. Like, yeah. He has, like, his movie knowledge. He loves scary movies, and so does Kirby. So I guess, like... What?
0: I mean, I mean, we're living in a day and age right now where the skinny weirdos are getting these fucking dime <laughs> women. Like we got Pete Davidson who's dating who was dating Kim Kardashian. You have yeah. MGK who's dating Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. Like now in 2022, we're in a day and age where like BDE is a thing. Like yeah. if you have that confidence, that big dick energy, like you can get whoever you want. And I think Charlie, I mean, like he's a little awkward, but mm. I think I think he's confident in what he knows and what he's capable of uh bringing to the table.
1: I mean, you could definitely get that on uh, the first interaction between him, Robbie, and uh Gail, mm-hmm. you know, so like she she's making the proposal for the deal. What's the first thing Robbie says? I love you. Mm-hmm. she's like mm, exactly. And then she she starts going on with the deal. And Charlie's like, no, 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 no. Bring Sydney. She's mm-hmm. the star. And yeah. man, he threw out some zingers at her. Yeah. And she yeah. is like, it's all about Sydney. And Gail says, like, oh yeah, he's like the Daniel Radcliffe to my JK Rowling. And he just immediately, without even mm-hmm. blinking, is like, except without the uh, box uh book sales and the box office numbers. And he is just like wow so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he definitely that has uh, the
2: confidence i'm mm-hmm. surprised gail didn't pick up on any of that in that interaction with him that you should know, have been when, looking when back he says like, one yeah when he says oh brin sydney like she's the star of the movie mm-hmm. and, you know yeah
1: but at that point it hasn't been quite established yet that they were trying to that a re- so that you know they they talk about the remake at Mm -hmm. the actual book club and so now she's overly distracted by the conversation happening there she's not thinking about that interaction had those two conversations been reversed Mm -hmm. where they talked about the remake and everything like that and then they had that conversation and charlie throughout that line that probably would have gotten her brain fired up right there
2: yeah yeah
1: all strategic man All Mm -hmm. he's a smart fucker
2: um I like the interaction that uh, Sydney has with Rebecca, her like uh, publicist. Whatever <laughs> yeah. Sydney's finally like, Rebecca, did you read my book? And then she's like, Oh, well, let's gonna get around to it. And then just like, you're, the you're fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like Alison Brie in this scene too.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just like storms away and like <laughs> things shit under her breath.
2: Uh, what do you guys think of the Rebecca's death? scene
1: i liked it um it was it was not it was was definitely uh, i'm stumbling over my words and i'm not even drinking it was definitely something different that we had got in this franchise um sure i mean it's kind of cliche the whole parking the dark parking garage and blah 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 blah, but i thought it was done very well yeah um it definitely gave you that nice creepy scary factor i mean Mm -hmm. do you still not walk into a parking garage at night, when it's dark, and think, yep. "Oh my God, this is where I die." yeah it it's a it, very effective thing. It
0: is, and I like you said a cliche parking garage thing, and I get it. It is cliche, but at the same time, like those scenes are so fucking effective, man. They yeah. are.
2: I felt like this movie is you know a lot scarier compared to mm-hmm. at least two and three. It is and, like in this in this scene, like whenever she's in the car and she looks in the mirror and sees the car behind her, like leaving the place and then she looks up and then just ghost face just slams down and his face just goes into the window or in the camera like oh shit.
1: Yeah. I mean and I think what makes this great is it's the simplistic nature of this particular kill. You've Mm -hmm. already got her out of very heightened state. She's she's already aware that she's walking into a dark parking garage. She's already got that creepy factor. There's people being murdered around her. Mm -hmm. And then you start adding in the phone call. Then you start adding in the car situation. It's absolutely perfect, but so simple and brutal and effective. And that's like with every kill in this movie except Mm -hmm. for maybe the garage door one. We've already (laughs) debated that one. Most of the kills here, the brutality has been dialed up Mm -hmm. so much, but they're all simple kills and Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It's very beautifully executed. Mm -hmm. I think this kill makes sense too, of why they
2: would want to kill her because Rebecca is the only person that we know of in the past, however long Sid has been writing this book for, who... Knows everything that Sid does, who Mm -hmm. she talks to,
1: you know? Yeah. Although, and this thought just occurred to me, now that we know that Jill is one of the killers and she wants her 15 minutes of fame, Mm -hmm. I would have kept Rebecca in my damn back pocket. (laughs) She's a publicist for crying out loud. So when I survive this last round of Woodsboro killings and I'm ready to do my book tour, who am I going to call? Rebecca. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey Rebecca, I know you didn't do a great job with Sydney. She fired you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm willing to give you a chance.
0: But like Rebecca might even be on board with like
1: the whole killing of Sydney. Like she just fired oh, after her. she gets fired. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that would, oh my God, that would have been an amazing twist at the end, like mm-hmm. revealing herself as the uh as the third killer, it's like, oh yeah. yeah, I signed on after yeah. you treated me like you did, you fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like she's she would have motive in. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Kevin, what yeah. were you thinking? You should have done it.
2: <laughs> Who do you guys think is doing most of these kills? Like obviously, we know that uh, Charlie kills Olivia. Uh,
1: I think but- Char- I think Charlie does a lot of them. I think Jill does the planning and Charlie mm, is yeah. like the execution. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I feel like they're both really good talkers too. Like, especially yeah. in the last scene we see Jill just like turned like that, but then Charlie has all like the, the knowledge of all the, like the configuration of how the movies work and how mm-hmm. he wants to build his movie.
0: Mm-hmm. But it, it's a billion stew situation all over again. Right. Like Billy, Billy, wanted to pin everything on Stu in the end and jill i think she wanted to pin everything on uh trevor Trevor. but at the same time as a backup plan i think she was keeping that in her back pocket of having charlie doing most of the killing so she could pin everything on him it it was always her plan yeah yeah it was
2: to both of them working together yeah well, she yeah, need, she, yeah need, like Charlie she needed and Trevor, somebody. Like Charlie and Trevor
0: working together.
1: Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jill think, would have never been able to pull this off by herself. No no, 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 no,
0: no. But I think, and because like Jill has more screen time than Charlie too. Like Jill's mm-hmm. always with somebody. Yeah. Whereas Charlie, Strategic. Charlie, and, yeah, exactly. She always has an alibi. Mm-hmm. Whereas Charlie, he's always with uh, uh, Robbie. Robbie. But I mean, at the same time, like it's probably not that hard to get away from that guy. He's a fucking plug.
1: So, and that happened. That's exactly what happened at the party, that Mm -hmm. final, not party, but the final get together. Mm -hmm. There, uh, they the two got separated. Robbie got Mm -hmm. drunk and went off on his own. And Charlie was trying to, you know, hook up there with, um, Kirby. And yeah, it all just worked out perfectly. Mm -hmm. Did he end up
2: using the footage from Robbie's, uh, headset? for his movie do you think
0: because uh, he think would you... have
2: recorded his own death right
0: that's true
3: yeah that's true yeah well, yeah yeah i don't know mm. interesting
2: question mm-hmm. um let's see but i love how whenever uh, they're in the classroom in the like the movie club classroom and then I think as Charlie or Robbie, they say, like, oh, only one person survives and you have to be gay to survive.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's almost like they're bringing in the elevated horror 10 years before it started. Yeah. Elevated
2: horror. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then one of my favorite scenes with Gail is at the uh the Stabathon, whenever <laughs> Gail has the mask on and she like yeah. climbs up the ladder and she's just like, Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's just like, yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun to go to as well.
1: I, yeah, absolutely. I think about it every time I watch the movie, I was like, mm-hmm. man, this would have been awesome to do in high school. Yeah. Were people doing this? Was I never invited?
0: Like <laughs> that. Oh Funny thing. Was I the Chuck. loser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be sick though. Like, I mean, watching seven movies. Back to back, back. like that's that's a long ass time. Like, let's just say I would make it through, we have like stab a weekend, yeah, seriously, yeah, a weekend, yeah, Yeah. or even like a two day thing
2: because they're also playing drinking games during it, too, right? They have, yeah, um, every time someone says no, I think, um, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. like you'd be hammered by the 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 first movie, yeah, but it would be fun, like. Yeah, it is the point. <laughs> but like, even with Scream, like once Scream Six comes out, like that'd be fucking cool to do. Mm-hmm. Screamathon. Yeah. We don't. Ha- we're not friends with enough horror fans, though. No, no.
1: Like it's our- 2022, guys. We got to do it virtually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's actually. true. There we go. A Discord. Wa- Discord watch party. There we go. Yep.
1: Um, yeah.
2: So Gail setting up all the cameras and stuff, and then I love when she sets up like the funnel in front of the screen. I was like, boo, get out of the way. And she just turns around and gets in the middle finger.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Act and, your age, Gail. Yeah.
2: And uh, her interaction with the meta conversation. Is that with, I don't think Sydney's there. Who does she have that with? She's like, yeah. oh, it's meta. And then they're like, what's meta? And she's like, I don't know. I heard them talk about it.
0: Oh, God. I forgot. I don't know who that was with.
1: Was she with Dewey?
2: No, because Dewey shows up outside of uh, the while, while she's getting stabbed.
1: Yeah. Oh. Then I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember just watched this movie, damn it. <laughs> so did Brooke. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, did you guys have any, obviously not this watch, but do you guys have any fear that Gail wasn't going to make it? Like, kind of the first time you watched it?
1: No can't remember that far back but yeah i just it, it kind of had that feeling like man we've made it this far sure it would make sense to off okay. off one of the main characters uh they finally did it in 5 mm. but uh i i just I think they set they set the expectation with Dewey. You know, you mm-hmm. thought they killed off Dewey in the first one. Oh no, he's still alive. You thought yeah. they killed him off, and oh, he's still alive. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you said, he just seems to keep coming back. He is the Scream franchise's Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, when they stabbed Gale, didn't think it was going to be anything life threatening, but it was going to take her out of the game, and it did. Yeah, technically. Yeah. You know, got her in the hospital, got her out of the way.
0: It's it's one less of the, the trifecta, right? Like
1: exactly you're whittling away the powers that be that can mm-hmm. stop you, mm-hmm. and the whole goal is to get it down to Sydney. Yeah. But like I, at this oh, go ahead, sorry.
2: I was gonna say, like uh at this point they had no intention of making scream five, do so. Do you think if they would have killed Gail in this movie, do you think it would have diminished this movie or Kind of changed it for you guys
1: no i mean no. as a fan i probably would have been a little upset i mean mm-hmm. were you upset when they killed dewey in five yeah 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 so you would be upset honestly sorry if we're spoiling five for anybody who hasn't watched it yet yeah, um it's been a year yeah. no oh it hasn't been a year no, yet not it's not been quite, it's but... been like Ten months, guys. But it was like the um, most anticipated
0: horror movie this year. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, Mark
2: can just put a little blurb at the beginning, like spoilers for
0: Scream Five. or... Six. There you
1: go. Yeah. I'm not going to do um, that.
0: I'm going to say there is absolutely no Scream Five spoilers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I would, I would have been upset if they would have killed off any of the characters um, mm-hmm. that you we've we've grown to love them. I mean, we we've spent four movies watching them. You don't you want to see them survive? You want to mm-hmm. see them go on. <laughs>
0: although i agree i'm i'd be most okay with gail being the one to get killed
1: that's why she's my prediction in scream six
0: yeah Yeah. see with with dewey like that was fucking Mm gut-wrenching as as diehard fans of the franchise i think we can all agree that dewey's death in scream five was like a fucking it like i don't want to say it was a kick in the nuts because like That would imply it was a disservice to fans, but yeah, it was it was a gut-wrenching moment. And I was just like, Oh my god, they actually fucking did it. Mm -hmm. It's one
1: of those situations I wish you could have just paused the movie theater. Mm -hmm. Because you just you need to kind of like soak in that moment, like, oh Mm -hmm. shit, they actually did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because like in Scream Four, Dewey doesn't even get attacked in this movie. This is the first movie where yeah. Dewey... Doesn't... Oh, he gets
1: hit over the head with a bedpan. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is Nothing first... life-threatening.
0: Exactly. <laughs> this is the first movie where Dewey doesn't have a life-threatening injury to end the movie with. We don't have any thought or implication that Dewey's going to die in this one. So it's almost like whenever Scream 5 comes around, we almost think like, okay, we're past that now. Dewey's not going to be almost dead anymore. And then fucking
1: boom, they end up killing him. Catch us at our most vulnerable. Yeah, yeah,
2: and if they would have killed Gail, we wouldn't have got the uh, iconic line that she says at the end of this movie. So that's mm, true, which I love. Let's see, uh, we'll get to the kill that we kind of hinted at <sighs> earlier. Um, and yeah, yeah, Anthony Anderson's uh, death—hands
0: down for me personally, the most brutal death we've seen in this franchise so far. I know Steve's was brutal because he got gutted, but we don't see it the way that we see it with Anthony Anderson's.
1: Okay, I, you guys disagree, I, I see what no, 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 I, I see what you're saying here as far as getting to witness it and getting to see all the aftermath of it. Yeah, certainly, yeah. absolutely. By implication, I actually think Casey Becker's is the um, okay, yeah, yeah. most brutal kill in the entire mm, franchise. Yeah. That's fair, okay. Maybe it's the most brutal since Casey's then. Well, again, I'll say by implication, because you don't actually get to see her die. You don't get to see her mm-hmm. like entrails and everything being pulled out and her being yeah. strung up. You only get to see the aftermath of it. So by implication, yes, it is one of the most br- the mm-hmm. most brutal <laughs> deaths. So I can absolutely agree with you from beginning from the beginning of the death scene to the end of the death scene. This is possibly the most brutal one. Yeah. That we get to witness.
0: Yeah. We see Anthony Anderson get a Bowie knife jammed directly into the middle of his forehead. Yeah. And then it gets pulled out and it's just gushing, gushing blood. And he's still alive. He's still alive for a solid 30 to 45 seconds. Yeah. And not just alive, but communicating with the killer. Yeah. Fuck Bruce Willis. (laughs) <laughs> talking to the killer while trying to like hold the blood in his skull and oh, yeah fuck Bruce Willis well, but disgusting it's just like it is such a chilling <clears throat> kill scene yeah and and this that kill scene is what puts this movie ahead for me personally of a lot of the other installments in terms mm-hmm. of the brutality.
2: Yeah, I also love uh, the conversation between them two before he gets before they get killed. Mm-hmm. When they're uh, Adam Brody's talking about cops and horror movies, yeah. <laughs> and he keeps you know saying everything that happens to cops and like don't do this, and oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah,
0: yeah. What do you guys think about that kill scene? Like, I I just gave my oh, it's brutal. Oh, yeah. definitely it's, brutal.
2: It's. It's just a stab, but it's super original. like most of the kills in this franchise they either get stabbed in the stomach, like ninety percent of the kills stabbed in the stomach, stabbed in the back a couple times, mm-hmm. like one or two slope uh throat slits mm-hmm. but nothing like this
1: no this was uh again a simple kill mm-hmm. that had such a brutal outcome mm-hmm. um. The brutality of this, I almost rated up there with a Quentin Tarantino film as far as brutality goes. Yeah, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yeah. And this is this feels like a scene. It probably needed about maybe 10 more gallons of blood, but this feels (laughs) like a scene out of a Quentin Tarantino (laughs) film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Quentin Tarantino, I saw a picture the other day on Instagram of Uma Thurman and Lucy Liu on set of Kill Bill. Whenever mm. Lucy Lou had like the top of her head oh, sliced yeah. off like in, in the makeup department, I was like, fuck, mm. that is so cool to see like behind the scenes. Just, like, they just like, they took a selfie together and she's got half of her head chopped
1: off. I love that movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, so one of the final scenes in the movie is, it's kind of like the uh, after party. Um, they're like watching movies. And at this point, you know that someone in this group of friends is the killer um because i forget how i think there's like a trevor shows up and then they're talking about like oh trevor just texted me or whatever and trevor's like oh i didn't have my phone or something i forget how it goes but
1: like yeah jill's like yeah you just text me and she goes to get her phone and blah 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 yeah
2: yeah so you know someone in this friend group is the killer or killers but you don't really know yet um, mm-hmm. if it's your first time watching, um, and, uh, Charlie's really making, uh, his moves on Kirby. You know, they're about to kiss and, um, then I get think, it
1: nerd. Get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robbie gets drunk. He gets stabbed a bunch. Um, and, uh, and I love the, uh, the scene with, they kind of recreate like Mark said, or like one of you said, it's, a uh, it's like a remake kind of of, of scream one and they're recreating that scene with Kirby and Charlie with, you know, Casey and Steve. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that scene, you know, Charlie's taped up outside in the chair and he's playing trivia with uh, Kirby. And, you know, she knows most of the, the answers and like yeah. one of the questions, like he gives her multiple choice, but the one answer isn't one of those answers. And it's like, you cheeky bastard.
1: Yeah. It's like she just rattles off movie after movie after movie after movie. And I was just like, I was impressed. Mm -hmm. I was just like, damn, marry me. What? Come on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: it's impressive. But I mean, let him let him finish. Let him finish his question. (laughs) Because, you know, it's going to be one that she that's a trick question. Yeah. One that you wouldn't think of because that's what happens in Scream, right? He -hmm. tricks her with the uh the Jason Voorhees question. Friday the 13th question. Oh my god.
1: Who's yeah. the killer in Friday
0: the 13th? Yeah.
2: What do you think would have went differently if Kirby let Charlie in?
0: I, yeah. She would have th- died. I don't think she'd be coming back in Scream 6. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 She'd be bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean that scene too. Like that's that's I don't want to say it's a gut-wrenching scene, but it's it's a scene, like, you feel bad for her because she obviously has feelings for this guy. And yeah. that is a very, very hard decision for her to make. Yeah. And Sydney comes up behind her and she says, if you don't trust him, do not let him in. Yeah. And
1: you it just... You them to die.
0: Yeah. And, like, that's what she thinks anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's such a tough decision to make because, like, regardless of if she has feelings for him, like like romantic feelings for him they're still friends yeah they and still have that
2: connection right? yeah
0: like you're still allowing a friend to be out there with this ghost face that you don't know who mm-hmm. it is um or she doesn't know who it is like she she's just potentially leaving him out there to die
2: yeah i thought the scene was effective you know mm-hmm. like the the acting from both the uh, actors was fantastic
1: you know would have been a fun twist at that very particular moment when sydney came up and like hey if you can't trust him don't let him in or whatever the line said what if kirby had turned around like who said you could trust me and then bam stabbed sydney right then and there that would have been a great twist that would have been good yeah that would have been good
2: yeah um so yeah then you you find out that uh jill and charlie were the the killers all along um Mm -hmm. and and this one, they, they introduced another family member of uh, Sydney. Do you guys kind of have the same feelings with this one as the third one, or kind of like let it go because it's kind of like a distant kind of relative sort of?
1: This is completely different than the third one because in the third one, they were trying, they, they held it as a surprise that, oh, oh he's the brother. Yeah. God, come on. <laughs> this one they established right there in the beginning. This is a cousin. This is, you know, you know, like she is the daughter of Sydney's aunt. So yeah. Th- yeah, it's this distant relation. I actually had a question why Sydney was staying at that house. Why didn't she just stay at a hotel? Like, she doesn't know these people. She's mm-hmm. not like close to these family members. Why is she staying there? That's so weird. Yeah. I don't go to I don't go. Uh back home to texas where a majority of my family lives and stay at a random aunt and uncle's house no i stay at a freaking hotel i don't i'm no i don't know these people but anyway uh long story short i think this is way different than scream 3 because they weren't trying to make it a surprise they mm-hmm. just established <laughs> hey this is sydney's family that's it
0: and this is much more of a realistic yeah. case of yeah. family than than sydney having a long lost brother
2: yeah i yeah i totally understand the jealousy from Mm -hmm. jill more than the jealousy of that Mm -hmm. uh her brother had
0: absolutely Mm -hmm. because jill is is living that in that shadow and i bring it up later on um whereas nobody knows that uh roman was sydney's long-lost brother he's not living in her shadow nobody knows who he is to her anyways she doesn't even know who he is yeah but with jill like she is a 17 18 year old girl who has grown up living her entire life being in sydney prescott's shadow yeah like i imagine when she got to high school all the kids were like, Oh my God, that's Sydney Prescott's cousin. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. She, she's family with Sydney Prescott. Like I'm sure that like the whole gossip train was going on as soon as she walked through those doors on her first day of high school.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: She never had her own identity. She was always Sydney Prescott's cousin.
1: Yeah. And I, I can say that's, that's an absolutely horrible, horrible feeling. Uh, obviously I, well, not obviously I've never had a family member murdered so I don't have to deal with that <laughs> that's good but yeah I grew up in a very small town in Texas. my mm-hmm. brother and I both did and everybody knew everybody and of course what did I what was I known as I was known as Robert's little brother and I absolutely hated it every mm-hmm. single time somebody'd be like, oh, you're Robert's brother oh you're Robert's little brother oh you're Robert's little why can't you be more like Robert It's like shut up. All right, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. No wonder I was in trouble all the time. I I (laughs) kind of understand where Jill is coming from on this Mm -hmm. one. You Mm -hmm. don't like being... You are your own person. You don't like being in somebody's shadow. Am I willing to kill for it? No. But obviously she was.
0: I'm an only child, so I didn't have to worry about that.
1: (laughs)
2: Nice. Uh, Yeah, so it's revealed that they're the killers and Jill just like her personality just snaps like that. Oh, man. And um, Trevor, like, he did cheat on her, but I kind of, he is a piece of shit, but I do kind of feel bad for him a little bit.
1: She shoots his dick off? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it could have been cut off, like, in Hostel 2. That's fair.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, then they're, they're, uh, she shoots him in the dick, and, Sid's there and uh, she makes reference to like Billy and Stu that they got to, you know, recreate it and mm. and then you know, he shows, I think um she stabs Sydney and then I think he shows the video of like the movie that recreated of like all the kills and them sh- taking the shots and stuff like that. And then she's like, okay, we got to do the thing and she stabs him like really fucking hard and he's like, kind of like the Stu he's like, what are you doing? And then She's like, oh, you're my plan, plan, not plan B, but, you know, kind of the fallback. And she shoots Trevor in the head and kind of explains what, uh, why she's doing all this.
1: People have Am got I- to stop explaining things when they're like, oh, right, hey, you know what? <laughs> Let me explain to you my entire motive, my entire story. I'll just, <laughs> go. You got a while, got a while, pull up some popcorn. Yeah. Why, why did she have to sit there and explain the whole thing to Sydney? Like, you're about to kill the bitch. Mm-hmm. don't tell her anything just kill her
2: and, yeah. and this this scene did kind of drag on a bit too much jill was doing Long-winded. way too much shit oh my god man you know like okay she stabs yeah claws <laughs> and then she like looked at the painting <laughs> and then runs into it and like okay okay that's enough and then she throws like, herself in the, the table glass table
1: like, <laughs> i know it's just like come on <laughs> it,
2: it it reminded me of like in the jim carrey scene of me myself and irene where he's just yeah. beating the shit of himself
1: yeah i'm kicking my own wait oh uh, that's <laughs> liar, liar. liar liar
2: yeah oh lie, liar, yeah, yeah 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 kicking my own ass yeah but uh, she got some airtime on that fucking. She
0: did, jump yeah. Jump for the she table,
2: did. holy shit!
0: Jeez. It, it and then, like, kid.
2: she, I like how she, like, lied beside uh, Sid, and then, like, looked at Sid, yeah. and then kind of readjusted herself <laughs> to, like, look yeah. exactly, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought Emma Roberts, like, I've ever since like American Horror Story, because like that was, I don't want to say that was her big break, but that's when I started really like paying attention to her as an actress. She is so good. Mm -hmm. Like you guys kind of made reference to like how she changed, how her character changed and snapped in this scene. And when she's face to face with Sydney, her facial expressions, the way that her eyes go, the way that her mouth curls up whenever she's talking, Mm -hmm. like she was so fucking good in this scene. She like, Billy and Stu are the OGs and like they're always gonna be my favorite. But Emma Roberts as Jill is easily, 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 yeah, second best to those guys. And yeah. like I very, agree. very close, second best. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. definitely agree. Yeah, she scares me. Seriously, like yeah. she, that that performance was chilling. The way yeah. that she is going at Sydney in that scene.
2: Mm-hmm. Um and then going back to the Kirby thing, we kind of started talking about the beginning of the, the episode. Kirby does get stabbed uh, once or twice, and you don't technically see her die. And there's rumors that she's coming back for Scream 6. So, how do you think she's going to play into it? Like, we on Scream 3, we talked about how um, uh, the opening scene might be uh, the girl from Rider or not. Do you think that it could be Kirby possibly? Like I'm wondering
0: he... if I'm wondering if Kirby's going to be the new Sydney. Not like the new Sydney, but like if they get a hold of her to come and help them. Okay. I don't I think so... I don't Sorry, think she's Jeff. going to be the first kill
1: though. I've actually got several thoughts on this very question. So, I honestly I again, I think Gail will die in 6 and I'll mm-hmm. be slightly disappointed if she doesn't. I think she should be the opening kill. Because it would just be brutal. Mm-hmm. Kill her right off the bat.
0: Set the tone for the movie.
1: Set the tone, yeah. exactly. We're
0: not fucking around.
1: Yeah, you know, and I don't know if it'll it'll be one of those things where she puts up a fight or she just finally resigns to the fact that like, hey, my time has come, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I think Kirby, I, I'm thinking a lot of Final Destination 2 at this particular moment when you've got, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, you got Claire, who put herself into isolation so she could avoid the dangers of the world and not die? And but then they kind of she kind of comes out of her isolation to help these people ch- try to cheat the system, you know, try to try to win the game of life and death. I think Hayden is going to be you know, Kirby's character is going to be a lot like this. Yeah, in Scream Six, she's going to be just like y'all want to survive this. Y'all need to. She's going to be the Randy. Y'all want to survive this. You need to listen to what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: Yeah. maybe maybe Randy is a better a better. uh, I know comparison.
1: Final Destination Two just started playing in my head all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, no, but like what you just described is kind of exactly how I was envisioning it. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. saying she's not going to die, but I think she's going to be like that help that they call for because Sydney's gone. We've yeah. already we've already established that we know that Neff yeah. Campbell's not going to be returning. Um I agree with you Chuck. I think Gail should be the opening kill. I think that mm-hmm. would be super super effective. Um and yeah, like I think I think Kirby has spent the last 10 years or whatever 11 12 years maybe not in isolation but kind of doing what Sydney did, right? Mm-hmm. How she kind of secluded herself a little bit. She's doing her own thing. She separated herself from Woodsboro. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be like the whole Kirby thing.
1: Yeah. And that's the key right there because apparently Scream Six is supposed to take place in New York City. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. across country from where all the other murders and other, all the other plots have been taking place at mm-hmm. this, like up till this point. Yeah. So maybe she thought she was safe if she just isolated herself 3,000 something miles away from where everything happened. Now all of a sudden, It's happening again where she is, Mm -hmm. and instead of running from it, she's going to embrace it and help people survive. I think she's she's the warrior. She's not our new Sydney, but she's the spirit of our Sydney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because Kirby was badass in Scream Four. Yeah, she was. Yeah, that's why she didn't die because she's Mm -hmm. a badass. That's right. She's a hero. (laughs) Save the cheerleaders. (laughs) Save the world.
0: (laughs)
2: Um, yeah now going to the final scene um Jill wakes up in the hospital and you know Dewey's there and he's like oh yeah like you're in rough shape and uh, Sid's actually in ICU uh they think she might be okay and you know Jill's like well I want to go see her and so she goes and she tries to kill uh, Sid and then Dewey is visiting Gail and uh, I think Gail realizes that, jill is the killer
0: well because jill says to dewey like oh maybe gail and i can write a book together because like we're twins or whatever like that
1: yeah because and then gail rose like well how How would she know that i was stabbed yeah yeah and then that's Mm -hmm. when it like it all clicks and of course sydney already knew this Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: and uh yeah you get the this final scene with uh sid and uh jill fighting and then um dewey dewey comes and he Mm -hmm. gets attacked by the the bedpan yeah um and then gail comes in last i think right or does she come in with judy
1: i think she comes in with judy yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. so judy comes in and uh, they kind of like a standoff with jill and Jill like threatens to kill Dewey. She throws a gun and then, um, yeah, Gail comes in and kind of saves the day a bit by kind of talking to Jill. And Jill's about to kill Gail. And you see Sid behind there get the uh, defibrillator. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, Jill, uh, Gail says, Oh, can I have one last word? Mm-hmm. Jill's like, Oh, fine, whatever. She's like, Clear. And then just like, <laughs> what? And then just boom, it's yeah. fucking sick. I love it.
0: This scene too just goes to show like the brutality with Jill whenever she's fighting with Sydney because mm-hmm. she knows where Sydney's hurt. And yeah. she is like repeatedly punching her in the stomach. And you can see Sydney's mm-hmm. stitches split open and she starts to bleed through her shirt. Yeah. And Jill goes, How are those stitchos stitches? And she just keeps feeding her the punches right to the mm-hmm. gut. And like, she just has zero remorse for what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. True. All about the system. end game. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And uh, of course they have to have the, uh, you know, the killer's not really dead. And mm-hmm, I, right. I don't think Jill would, would have survived that uh, head shock to the head, but I mean, Probably not. you know, classic screen fashion. Uh, yeah. Sid turns around and shoots her own cousin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rightfully Ooh, so. Dead.
1: Yeah. They <laughs> uh, yeah. all live happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No more murders ever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, anything else you guys wanted to mention or talk about before we wrap this up?
1: I think we gave this story a very fair uh, nitpicking. Yeah, not <laughs> nitpicking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Mark? No, I'm good. I'm You're good. good?
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that's the way the blood splatters.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our reviews then. Chuck, do you want to go first with your story?
1: Sure. Um, I'm going to give the story a seven. Uh, you know, it was fun. It was interesting. It was definitely fresh for the most part. Some kills I would. They, I know they were trying to reboot. Blah blah blah. Or not reboot. Remake. Blah blah blah. I would. But those few kills that I felt didn't need to be rehashed were definitely it was okay because they gave us some really fun new kills in this movie a lot more brutal a lot more blood um a little bit more realistic on the kills as well um you know and i I, we talked about this earlier in the episode and i'm going to reiterate it again i truly think my feeling towards this movie and the story and everything like that plays into the fact that i this is the first scream movie on its first run that I got to watch in theaters and enjoy. Mm -hmm. It was, it was so, it was so wonderful. 10 years, hard to believe it was 10 years between three and four. It felt like an eternity Mm -hmm. and to be returning to this world, to these characters, to this, it was just absolutely amazing. Wes Craven back behind the back behind the camera, Kevin Williamson writing a, a terrific script, except for Dewey's part. Um, And again, I I also loved spending the entire time trying to figure out who the killer or killers, you know, uh, were in the movie. And it just and now looking back, it kind of seems a little obvious, but hey, it was still entertaining. I love this movie. It gave you perfect gore, perfect brutality, perfect amount of jump scares putting in that horror movie. I don't know where the comedy came from. I think the people over (laughs) at IMDb are drunk and um, it's just a great watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely not better than the first movie, but Mm -hmm. that's why I rank it number two.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So you gave your story a seven and you kind of meshed them together, but what would you rate your quality? Seven. Seven as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I gave it both.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Brooke, what about you?
2: So for me, um, I had a great time in this watch. Mm-hmm. So my scores might reflect that a bit. Uh so for my story I gave a 10 out of 10. Um, I think the writing in this in this movie is fantastic, like Kevin Williamson, I think, knocked it at the park with this one. All the characters I, I enjoy for their own reasons. Um, I liked how they kept us engaged with like dewey and gail and their story and kind of follow their you know relationship a bit um i think this movie could kind of work as like a first in the franchise like Mm -hmm. they do kind of mention a bit of like the the backstory of like stew and and uh billy but like i would think you could have this as like the first movie in the franchise and them kind of like hinting towards what happened with, with Sid, like you can enjoy this movie without even watching, I think the first screen or Mm -hmm. knowing
1: anything about it. Yeah. You can, I think franchises absolutely can have films that I call, or we consider standalone films where Uh you can watch it without any knowledge of the other films in that said franchise. Uh, Star Wars has one. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, The Last Jedi is it's standalone film. I honestly feel like that if you keep that movie as a standalone, it's a fantastic film. When you include it in with the rest of it, it's trash. Same thing with Age of Ultron. That's a standalone film. But when Mm -hmm. you include it in with the rest of the MCU, it's absolute garbage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I really like the ending of it, the reveal. I thought it was very reminiscent of the first screen. Um, Like Mark said, nothing will touch that that scene. Um, because I don't think Charlie's character really brought enough to that final no. scene um, compared to Stu. Like he was just charismatic as fuck in that. So
0: mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm yeah. dying here, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: My parents are gonna be
0: so mad at me. Because
2: <laughs> yeah. like Charlie didn't really have much dialogue in this last scene. It was really no. all Jill, right? So yeah. Uh for quality, I gave it 10 out of 10 also. I just oh, wow. I, I love the score in it, the acting, everything about this movie. I really liked, and it's my, it bumped my second favorite in the franchise. Um, nice. I did have Scream 5. Now, that may change again once I watch Scream 5 for the second time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. 10 out of 10 for
0: both. Cool. Um, my story, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I just, I feel like this one has always been second best for me. Uh, now, when Scream 5 came out, I I think I still put it at third mm-hmm. in, in my rankings, but it, uh, I don't know, like Scream 5 is the only, well, Scream 4 and Scream 5 are the only ones in the franchise, I think, that are comparable quality-wise and story-wise to the original. Um, I feel like they just, they they lost i don't want to say stupidity but like with scream 3 like the whole killer reveal like i I just thought that was not stupid but just not as good as they have been like with scream 2 we had uh billy's mom as one of the killers and i think that's great Mm -hmm. um with this one we have sydney's cousin who comes in and we've already talked about it. Like she's been living in Sydney shadow her entire life. And I think that's like, it's really good writing. Like that's a f- fucking amazing reason and motive for wanting to do what she was doing. Um, So I, f- I feel like this movie really sort of revitalized the franchise. Cause like we had scream, which was fantastic, like 10 out of 10 And then we had Scream 2, which was good. And then we had Scream 3, which was good, but not as good as Scream 2. And now we have this one that's almost as good as Scream, like the original Scream. Like there's not a lot that I didn't like about this movie. (laughs) Um, Quality, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Not quite perfect. Not quite a 9. I love the score. I love the kills, the blood, the gore, the brutality of this movie. The acting was superb um chuck you've been mentioning dewey but for me it's uh deputy hicks i did not like her character in this movie i like her a lot more in scream Mm five compared to this movie
1: they're two uh, they're two completely different characters uh, at this point you know i mean with scream five we're talking about 11 year difference she's the sheriff now and stuff like Mm -hmm. that she's grown a lot and who she is in this movie she's still young trying to find her place in the sheriff's department Mm so i get it she is annoying she absolutely is annoying i i keep mentioning dewey though and again i don't think it's a fault of david arquette i don't think it's a fault of anybody except for this is the one and only time i'll probably ever crap all over kevin williamson i just think he has a problem with dewey Mm -hmm. he gave dewey some really rotten dialogue it's like i i made a note about it 10 minutes in the movie is like why is dewey getting all the cheesy rotten dialogue in this movie (laughs) it's like what what did he do wrong that he he just sounds like a bumbling buffoon throughout Mm -hmm. most of the movie and i thought that was just very unfair considering he again he is a fan favorite he's a wonderful character and uh he he grew. Again, Scream 3, not a great movie, but by the time he had reached Scream 3, he was a different Dewey than in the original Scream. Mm-hmm. Now I felt like he kind of reverted back to that young Dewey deputy dog from <laughs> the original Scream. And yeah. I just, I don't understand where where they were going with that one. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I I know. It. Yeah. It's
0: fair. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about deputy hicks Hicks, i I wasn't a huge fan of and i get like her character between scream 4 and scream 5 that's a huge difference it's a 10-year difference but i mean it's literally the difference between dewey and scream to dewey and scream 3 like you just mentioned right that's that's fair that's a fair point anyways yeah i i love this movie it's second 2a 2b um, with yeah. Scream Five uh, in my rankings, um, and again, like we have already mentioned, this was my first Scream movie that I saw in theaters because all the other ones I was just a little bit too young for them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this one came out in 2011, so I was 22, so this was prime time for me to go and yeah. see the theaters. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I love this movie. All right, let's go over to Rotten Tomatoes and see if those fucks scored it.
1: I'm not looking forward to this. I have to work so hard not to go look at this ahead of time because I'm Mm -hmm. always curious.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, the critics' consensus. The franchise is showing its age, but Scream 4 is undeniably an improvement over its predecessor with just enough meta humor and clever kills. So Chuck, as our guest based off that critics consensus what do you think think the critics scored it 64 you are very close they gave it a nice round 60%. damn okay on 189 reviews and an average score of 5.9 out of 10
1: feels low it does feel low yeah critics don't low. like horror movies though
0: well so I mean, I'm not
1: some horror movies, yeah. Jordan Peele movies, they like.
0: Oh yeah, uh, those are, He pays those are, them. Those are top <laughs> yeah. tier. Well, I mean, the original Scream had a very high score too on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the audience score is a fifty-nine percent on fifty thousand ratings, and what? an average. Yeah, I know. Average score of three point four to five, or a seven point eight out of ten.
2: Too
0: low. That's way too low. Yeah
2: yeah that's yeah letterbox is pretty much the same it's a 3.3 out of five that's even lower yeah that's insane um these people high but when i watched it last year i gave it a 4.5 but i bumped up to a five um mark you bumped your score
1: up as well to a 4.5 i gotta get on this letterbox and help skew these ratings yeah Yeah. you do
2: uh screaming cinema gave it a four uh Anthony Porcelain Peake gave it a three and a half. Slashing Captain gave it a three and a half. Anthony. Um,
0: I'd like to know where Anthony ranks this in the franchise.
2: Jensen gave it a three out of five. Oh, my God. You already know what Josh gave it. Five out of five. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it.
1: Wow. Josh, I hope you're seeing my face. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I thought...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, I thought you said, Josh, I hope you're sitting on my face. No, seeing, <laughs> yeah, seeing. No. Yeah. Oh, Once the wheels started turning, I heard what you actually said. Oh man. Um, I just realized a mistake that I made with the audience score. I said it was a 3.4 to 5 or a 7.8 out of 10, but it's actually a 6.8 out of 10. My math was off. Oh, 7.8's better. It is better significantly, but uh, yeah, I don't know this. I don't understand this. I don't know. We we can all agree that this is number two on our rankings, and we've all rated it fairly high. Chuck, if you had to give it a score, like just a base score out of five, what would you give it? Because you're not on Letterbox, so we can't.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm trying to sign into my Letterbox account right now. I'm like, I gotta <laughs> skew these scores. Um, out of five, I'd honestly give it. I'd give it a four. Mm -hmm. and again you know this is second on my list and this is not a perfect movie and if i really had the time and y'all had about five more hours to spare i'm sure i could nitpick a lot of this apart Mm -hmm. but um this is this is a fantastic movie and i just don't understand some of these lower scores at all of course i'm the one who gave it sevens and y'all gave it tens and nine and a half so uh
2: so on letterboxd uh for the patrons, which I just uh subscribed to, you can change the movie posters. And I all saw of the, your poster. All of the Scream posters have these alternate versions, and I don't know if you can see it on this, but they're pretty sick. Like this one, yeah, you can't see it, really.
0: That's but one that the, you used, eh? Yeah. It's so sick.
2: And This one has Gail dressed with the mask, giving the middle finger on uh-huh. the front poster. It's so That's sick. That's wicked. Yeah.
0: I wonder if wonder if we could use those for merch or if we'd get copyrighted
2: yeah no we'd
0: definitely get
1: there i gave it a four there we go out of four out of five um yeah all right you guys ready
0: for the scare section
1: yeah let's do this yes sir
0: Chuck, you want to go first with no, the, no, okay. Brooke, you go first.
2: <laughs> All right. So, for Scare Raid, I gave it a four out of 10. Um, this is one of the more brutal and bloody screen movies in the franchise. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked about it some brutal kills, lots more blood, um, a couple of jump scares as well. So, a mm-hmm. uh, little extra rating on that. Um, scare is scene. I went with a different one. Then I assume you guys did. You guys already kind of hinted at yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with the Anthony Anderson kill. Uh, the stab in the forehead is just brutal. And order survive, I said no. Um, although I feel like I could take both of these ghost face. I just, I don't know. I feel like I'd be dumb enough to get killed by one of them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's fair. All right, Chuck. I'll go next.
1: Right. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't want to go first, so you're gonna go last. Uh, my scare rating, I gave it a five out of ten. Okay. I said the killers in this one are much more brutal than before, like with the stabbings in the forehead, lots more blood and gore, uh, and the overall feel of a more modern slasher than the previous installments. Like we're we're in a time now where like gore is at the forefront. Right. And like, the, like gore has always been obviously a big part in horror movies, but like now it's realistic gore. And I feel like this movie had realistic gore. Um, and it, it, I don't want to say it was ahead of its time, but it was kind of at the beginning of that, of that phase of horror where we're at now, where there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of gore, but it still feels very realistic. Um, and yeah, like Brooke, you mentioned the jump scares, like that scene in the in the parking garage. Like, there's a jump scare there, and uh, yeah, there's a few of them throughout. I keep getting notifications. I know, me too. <laughs> on, on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my scariest scene. We've already talked about it, but that scene was Kirby and Joe whenever they're together, and then they get the phone call about Ghostface being in the closet, and Kirby basically calls him out on his shit and just that line, the delivery of that line. We've already mm-hmm. talked about it, but I didn't say I was in your closet. Just like yeah. you get that. Oh shit. Like, cause yeah. at that point now, you know where he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. What comes after that scene of them just kind of sitting back and watching it happen is kind of silly, but mm-hmm. just in that moment, would I survive? I actually said, yes. I think this was the first screen movie where I said, yes um because i would be one of the nerdy cinema club kids or one of the kids at the stabathon and <laughs> they don't really get attacked so like i would definitely be at that stabathon yeah yeah so yeah i think i would survive this one all
1: right that's fair that's fair um well for my scare rating i also gave it a 5 nice. uh i I could rehash everything you both just said you will basically like looked at my little page here uh good jump scares brutality blood it's all great um this is definitely a huge step up from at least the previous two installments so two and three Mm -hmm. um again not quite up at par with number one Uh, a lot of shocking moments uh already mentioned it my scariest scene was olivia's death scene that whole sequence leading up to it just that that closet you know you just obviously it could have gone one or two ways she would have opened up that closet and there would have been a killer or there wasn't going to be a killer and you were just like oh man they're fucking with her never would have imagined for one moment it was across the way over in olivia's Mm -hmm. room and that just wow that i jumped out of my chair i remember Mm -hmm. jumping out of my chair Mm -hmm. uh with that one and uh would i survive i actually put down not sure so if i it was just charlie i got this yeah jill on the other hand she scares the living (laughs) shit out of me so i mean and i'm pretty sure she could outsmart me in some way shape or Mm -hmm. form um so i honestly don't know if i would survive but i'm i'm gonna tear a little page out of your uh your book there mark and i'd be like i probably would be at stabathon Mm -hmm. so i'll be fine Mm -hmm. i'll be fine that just seems like fun
0: yeah seriously seven horror movies in one night in a barn drinking.
1: Yeah. I'd probably uh, be passed out by number two, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like asleep <laughs> up in the haystacks. Yeah.
2: Just try not to get shot by Dewey.
1: Yep. <laughs> Bastard. Why are you gonna go in there with a bunch of kids shooting? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. And we didn't You're talk about <laughs> we didn't talk about this, but this guy
0: is, yeah, sheriff, you just mentioned, but he's got like stormtrooper aim, man.
3: <laughs>
0: like this guy cannot shoot a gun.
2: Yeah,
1: it, it's all awful. a joke. Just, Just all awful. A joke.
0: All right, it's time for the the big finale of uh, of our Scream Adventures, Chuck. Yeah, it's our it's our part two of the villain face off with you. Um, we have already gone through Scream three. So I will do a brief recap of that um, and then we'll go through our scores of Scream 4 and we'll see who we think would come out on top if the killers from Scream killer from Scream 3 was put up against the killers of Scream 4
3: I met this six year old child with this blank pale emotionless face and the blackest eyes the devil's eyes I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil
0: so starting off the scores of Scream 3 uh Brooke I don't know which order it went in but anyways Average for brutality was 18.7, creativity was 19, agility or dexterity was 25.7, intelligence was a 23, drive and motive was a 22.7, and charisma was a 15.3. I think we all agreed at the end of the episode that these scores were a lot higher than we originally anticipated, so this Mm -hmm. is going to be a very tough matchup. Yeah, yeah. Jill and Charlie have their work cut out for them in this one.
1: Can I just say, before we start saying our scores here, that in my humble opinion, I truly feel like Charlie only qualifies one of these categories. The rest of them are Jill. That's fair. Jill yeah. Jill was the killer in this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But anyway, yeah. just throwing that out there.
0: That's fair. But they do still work together. Yes, they do. So we yeah. have to we have to give charlie his due
1: yeah so does he dumb down the score then
0: he could he could it's all about how <laughs> how you we interpret it. it yeah absolutely yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. well since all i went right. last last time do you want me to go first this time sure if you want just give oh. me one second. i need yeah get your get your handy dandy notebook
0: Get my a calculator out
1: eh? <laughs> ready to Actually, do some math
0: yeah, just give me one sec. I forgot to put my scores in the chart.
1: Gotta be more on top of
0: it. I know, I know, I know.
2: You were chirping me at the beginning of the episode.
0: <laughs> I know that whole time I was chirping you, I could have been doing this, but I forgot <laughs> that I didn't do it. Just makes things quicker at the end.
1: It's okay. I'm changing my scores literally here at the last minute, so take your time. <laughs> the more I think about it, I'm just like, oh, no. It needs to be different. All right, I'm ready for you. All right, so for brutality, I'm giving it a 28 okay. out of 30. So, I mean, it, we've already, we said it a thousand times throughout this episode. It is a brutal. All, the, all these kills are brutal. Um, and uh, I think they were just a step down from some of the brutality kills of Saw movies. Uh, mm. I still cringe watching Saw 2 um, and things like that, but it just absolutely absolutely brutal uh so 28 creativity i'm gonna give it a 25 some some of these kills again the simplistic nature of them just so brilliant it's like instead of sitting there coming up with these elaborate kills just stab the dude in the head (laughs) let him figure it out uh dexterity and agility these are young kids we're freaking talking about here they are I, I give them a 30 they are all okay. over the place they are yeah. uh they are able to handle everything that they are thrown at them i mean hell jill almost killed herself trying to set like set up the scene <laughs> um and she got some air she got some air <laughs> and they gave marnie some air we all agreed on that yeah one. yeah uh intelligence I'm going to give it a 28. These kids are smart. They're coming up with things that I would have never even thought of at that age. Um, Of course, I didn't think about killing people. Uh, But yeah, their, their movie knowledge and Jill, I know she was masterminding the entire plan, you know, having to plan everything out and making sure everything executed in the perfect, proper order, making sure she had an alibi for everything so she was never a suspect. It was just brilliant um drive and motive i give it a 25 i've never been a big fan of the whole 15 minutes of fame thing but i can again i understand slightly where she's coming from nobody likes to be overshadowed by somebody else you are your own person be you uh and then finally charisma i think between the both of them they just they ooze with it you know charlie's got that absolute fantastic confidence and able to throw one-line zingers at people and then you got jill there who's just She's killing it. She's killing it in every scene. I'm going to give it a 28.
0: Cool. cool. All right. I nice. felt like
1: I was way higher than you guys. I'm getting that feeling now.
0: Oh
2: No,
3: no, we're no? Okay, actually,
1: good. yeah, we're kind, very of, similar.
2: Yeah, yeah. kind <laughs> of similar. Yeah. Kind of similar. So for brutality, I give a 26 out of 30.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, we've talked a lot about the brutality in this movie. I think we all know that. Um, Creativity, I said 25 out of 30 as well. Um, Not only were the kills creative, but like the way that Jill got Charlie in on this and he has all the movie knowledge, he's filming his own movie, just basically has her own Randy at her side, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Dexterity, I only give an 18 out of 30 because although he, the Ghostface did pop out of nowhere a lot. I still feel like we didn't get too much of that like hand-to-hand combat with ghost face. There was a couple scenes where we did, but like the final scene with Jill, like it's 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 Jill fighting, not like the ghost face. So I give an 18 out of 30. Probably could have made it a bit higher, but um intelligence, I gave a 25 out of 30. Um I kind of touched on it with like the creativity, but like Jill had this has been working on this plan for i'm guessing a number of years Mm -hmm. and to convince charlie to help her with it even though like he doesn't really have like a motive like i don't know she just got him to help somehow Mm -hmm. um and then like the whole thing with trevor like throughout the whole movie they keep poking at trevor and getting people to think that like he may have done it um, motive, I gave a 24 out of 30. Um, I think uh, Jill has a very strong motive. Uh, like she's always in the shadow of Sydney, but I just don't think Charlie's motive is strong enough as kind of like with Stu, like he is kind of brainwashed into doing this, I think a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then charisma, I gave a 24 out of 30. Um, Jill's very charismatic, especially at the very end. Um Charlie, he was more of, like, a quiet, charismatic guy. Like, when he's with Kirby, you can see that come out because he's interested in her. But, like, and then we he's talking movies and stuff, too. But he just didn't stand out as much as Jill for me. So, mm-hmm. 24
0: to 30. All right. Okay. The wrong score down for me. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, my brutality, I gave them a 30 out of 30 i said if we're comparing this trait with the previous installments then this one takes the cake um i already mentioned the forehead stabbing which was insane jill is also the scariest and most insane ghost face killer in the franchise in my opinion she gave zero fucks about who she killed her mother her aunt her best friends her ghost face partner literally no one was safe in this movie from the yeah north we, north of,
2: we didn't of even talk killer. about the aunt getting killed
0: mm-hmm. like yeah. she kills her own mother just to have her own 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. This chick was psycho. I forgot
1: about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 We did kind of gloss over that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: creativity. I gave them an 18. Uh, I said their creativity isn't anything special in this one. It's pretty rinse and repeat, but that final attack in the house kind of uh upped it like up Jills for me. Um, The way she made everything look like a murder scene and to make herself look like a victim, high dedication and making sure everything looked very legit. Uh, Dexterity. I gave them a 28. I said, arguably the most agile of all the ghost faces. Most of them can't even walk on a flat floor. And this one was climbing around on a roof, chasing around the scream queen herself. Uh, intelligence. I gave a 24. I said, both killers are smart as fuck and Charlie has massive movie knowledge that he adds to their storyline. Jill has everything planned out meticulously except making sure that Sydney is actually dead at the end, which ultimately leads to her being caught and killed. So that's why they're not getting a higher score. Um, if she had covered all her bases, she probably would have pulled everything off perfectly Mm -hmm. drive and motive. I gave a 20, Um, I said Jill is a spoiled little brat for her reasoning, but at the same time, you can kind of empathize with a 17-year-old girl looking to be the center of attention. Uh, She's had to grow up in Sydney's shadow and kind of wants to break out of that. Her way of doing it isn't exactly honorable, but you can kind of feel for her in this instance.
1: If she would have just waited like five more years, social media influencers would have become a thing. And then that's mm-hmm. where she would have got her fame.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Move away to college. Nobody knows who you are. Exactly. Uh, Charisma, I gave them a 28, just like Chuck. Uh, I said, Jill was never a suspect the entire movie. Even in the final scene, Dewey just lets her go off and see Sydney. Mm-hmm. Like there's no thought that she's possibly the killer. Um, she's just Sydney's niece. Um, Charlie was that quiet nerdy guy that was still in with the cool kids because he helped stab, uh, helped host Stabathon and he was a super nice guy um, He, like I mentioned before he had that big dick energy um, Kirby wanted him bad and let's face it Hayden Panettiere is a girl that you'd bring home to mom so I mean like he had shit going for him uh, both of them together they were very charismatic I think as a team so
1: I like it Yes.
0: All right. Well, Brooke was giving his scores. I've already added everything up. So we have a winner. Um, It's not unanimous, but we do have a winner. (laughs) Scream four wins brutality, 28 to 18.7. Scream four wins creativity, 22.7 to 19. Scream 3 wins Agility 25.7 to 25.3. Wow. Very close. Uh, Intelligence, Scream 4 wins 25.7 to 23. Motive, Scream 4 wins 23 to 22.7. So again, very close. And Charisma, Scream 4 wins 26.7 to 15.7 three (laughs) ouch fuck you roman you piece of shit
1: i guess roman only wins the dexterity agility because he was willing to engage in hand-to-hand combat
0: yeah i think that was our our turning point really
1: um
0: so yeah i mean scream four jill and charlie win five categories to one
1: can I put in one? Fi- I know the scores are final, but can I put in one more argument for Jill here? Yeah. Talk about hand to hand combat. Sure, Sydney wasn't fighting back, but Jill certainly gave her a beatdown.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I mentioned, it, like she was feeding her body shots like a maniac in that yeah. hospital room, man.
1: Yeah. 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 <clears throat> well, so congratulations, Jill. We know you're the true winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck Charlie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all Jill. <laughs> um but no like i had a lot of fun with this one i i think both instances of our face-offs thus far have been well this one wasn't really tight but like some of the scores were a lot closer
1: than i expected they were really close like yeah
0: decimals
2: yeah
1: yeah that motive one actually took me by surprise Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: i'm happy with the outcome it's kind of what Mm -hmm. i well it's definitely what i expected yeah but uh Yeah. It was good. Awesome. So with that being said, thank you again, Chuck, for coming on for these two episodes. It's been a blast as always. Um, We have one more episode left of our scream in September. Uh, Josh is coming back for scream five to talk with us. Um, He's very excited. We're very excited. Um, This is the first time any of us have talked about this movie. Um, So it's going to be a doozy, I think.
1: I'm As jealous. we all know, I can't Ch- wait to hear it.
0: Yeah, Josh. Yeah. Josh has a lot of input in the Scream franchise, and given the fact that he's never had the chance to talk about Scream Five, ah, it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Chuck, if you want to plug your podcast, we didn't give you a chance to do it at the beginning. So if you want to do it now, feel free.
1: Absolutely. Well. We are Chuck and Ruff go to the movies. We talk about movies we love. We talk about movies we hate. Hell, we just talk about movies. Uh, It's a lot of fun. My brother and I uh, sometimes talk about the movie that we say we're going to. We get on a lot of tangents, and I think that's where the true fun really comes in. But uh, yeah, check us out. We're on all of our major platforms, and you can check out all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're all there.
0: Nice. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Allard. if we have any listeners that have never listened to your show before what episode would you recommend them to listen to
1: uh, i always tell people it's it's a rough episode to listen to because i was still trying to figure life out at that time but i always loved the first one I produced and okay. it was before mm-hmm. uh, my brother even joined the show mm-hmm. so um, the very first episode I produced was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles he was a guest on there so he's there with me but he wasn't a full-time host at the at that moment uh, I loved all the work that went into that episode it was so much fun to talk about that movie it's one of those nostalgia movies from growing mm-hmm. up and everything um, if you're going to check out Our show for the first time I would definitely give that one a shot
0: nice I have my own opinion (laughs) and it's not one of ours it's not one of our guests oh okay I was about to say
1: because I do y'all y'all I love all my episodes and all the Mm -hmm. episodes y'all are on have been great but which one are you recommending uh
0: the one where you had the guest on who uh did the Wolverine voiceovers mark yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. i loved that episode that was a great episode Mm -hmm. i love that one. we talked to logan that was Mm -hmm. uh that was a great episode i'd love to have mark on again um it's just so cliche to have him on talking about something that's involving wolverine (laughs) yeah um maybe in a few years we'll be talking deadpool 3 who knows Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah he's a that's that's a great one you, you talked
0: to Logan, but you also talked just Wolverine as a character.
1: Yeah. And, and it was a really
0: cool episode.
1: He's got a lot of background knowledge on the character itself. It's one of his favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let him do the talking on that. Go check out that episode. He does a really great job. And uh, he's also a voice actor. So he also gives a lot of great insight out there for anybody aspiring to break into that business. Yeah. Yeah, he was good
0: and then like i mean we've been on a couple episodes and uh i mean yeah they were pretty i good. loved
1: our mad max episode <laughs> so that's much possibly fun. one yeah. of my favorites yeah. that we've done together mm-hmm. um and of course we've done the sandlot and uh we've done uh oh what was the uh, we had this conversation <laughs> on the last episode <laughs> damn it uh sandlot uh mad max and i know we've done another departed. one, departed, the departed yeah. thank you yeah. yeah all great episodes guys yeah. all great yeah.
0: I think I still have the list of movies that, because we had talked like a long, long time ago. Like, what movies would you guys want to come on and talk about? And I had like a list of movies, and I was like, I want to talk about this one, this one. This oh, one, this one, this I one, this think one. I have that <laughs> list somewhere too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: When we first started doing this, sorry, I don't mean to take up more time. No, no, sure. sure. Where Back when I first developed this podcast, again, my brother was very heavily involved, just not as a host at that time. Mm -hmm. We had developed a list of movies that we wanted to talk. And can I tell you how many of those movies we've actually talked about? None. (laughs) Every (laughs) time we think about talking about one of those movies, we decide to talk about something else, Mm -hmm. which is fine. We've got plenty of time to get to them. Uh, But uh, yeah, we've. (laughs) Oh, I take it back. We ended up talking about one of them. Die Hard. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So one of the movies on that list that I had sent you was The Princess Bride.
1: And you yes. said,
0: we cannot talk about that movie because my brother Robert really wants to talk about that one. Yeah. I've been waiting for
1: that episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> on the list of movies we've yet to talk about. Yeah, because I fucking love that movie. There's three other movies on that list that we've yet to talk about that I do believe... I have consented to letting y'all join on to
0: mm-hmm. small soldiers was one.
1: <laughs> small yeah. Soldiers. I haven't seen that movie in forever.
0: I think it'd be such a fun episode. Yeah. But I am it...
1: looking forward to having you two come back onto the show because we do have three wonderful movies to talk about. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a very fun time. Yes. Yeah.
1: All right. I well, know. I don't know if you wanted to tell them what, what we plan on talking about. Well,
0: That's no, because okay. you, ca- you kind of leave it till till it's closer to the date before you kind of say what you want to do. So
1: that's true. Well, guys, I will give you a hint. It's a trilogy.
0: Yeah, it is
2: Yeah,
1: a very good one. Very good one. Yeah. It's not Lord of the Rings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we've already done the round table. that
1: (laughs) That was a fun episode too.
0: Yeah, it was all right well as for us if you guys want to catch us on social media you can find us at a podcast on elm street on facebook instagram and youtube if you click the link in our bio on instagram you'll find links to our t public account where we have our merch there's also links to our patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way there's also links to each of our individual letterbox accounts our discord server and anywhere that you can listen to us thank you again chuck for joining us it's always awesome. a pleasure Thank you so much. Happy to be
1: here. I love blast. this. Yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we're obviously going to have you on again. Don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to happen again.
1: We'll pick a good one. Yes. Yeah, I've got will. a few ideas in mind.
0: All right. Ooh. Maybe we <laughs> can
1: convince you to like us. The movie us oh i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like
2: what did
1: i ever say i didn't like you guys this is a very awkward episode i don't know how i feel about this anymore <laughs> i don't think you'll ever convince me to like us you might have a better job convincing convince me to like get out but us no.
0: hmm. that's fair all right it's getting late yes it is Yeah. brook and i have to work tomorrow
2: well i don't but
0: oh yeah that's right you have a random thursday wedding yeah yeah thursday wedding yeah, Interesting. yeah does this person listen to our podcast
2: i don't think so but i mean hey they save money so i mean, I mean yeah you know. it's
0: it's smart it's just yeah yeah thursday
2: it does just throw my schedule off a little bit
0: but... <laughs> hey you get a thursday off and you have to go back to work on the friday and then you have the weekend off yep yeah, yep yeah. <laughs> anyways great talking to you guys as always thank you again chuck thank you for having me
2: all right wow cool. all right well talk to you next week guys
1: see you awesome later.